Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you get Xfinity Internet, Flex is included free. And finding what to watch on TV is now as easy as popcorn. This is a way better way to watch. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to get a great offer on Internet and add Flex for free. Restrictions apply. Hi, this is Natalie Lander voice of Kinsey, Tara Branford, Stargirl, and many others, you are listening to a W2Mnet podcast. You can visit W2Mnet.com for other podcasts about entertainment, video games, sports, and wrestling. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Konnichiwa! Minasan, konnichiwa! Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Talk to Keiki. We are tired. We are cranky. (laughs) What? I said, you sound so excited right now. I said, we we are exhausted. We are cranky. We had a long day, but we're doing this for the people. That's just Matthew. I'm actually in a really good mood. Fuck you. (laughs) I would have been in a better mood if I would have had some sex or some shit anytime soon, but that's not the case. It is. Uh, uh, I, I just got home from a food festival, and it was great. You just ate a lot. That's why. You're uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was disappointed there was no takoyaki like last time. Takoyaki? Uh, I love it, but they didn't have it this time. But I had a shark sandwich. <laughs> oh. Like real shark, and it was probably my favorite thing. That was the first one I had. <laughs> I forgot what shark is. Same, same. 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 I remember that from uh, from Naruto. Same hare. Right. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm Matt, your host for the evening, and to join me... Is my co-hi, Ethan. What's up, buddy? Konnichiwa, minasan. Genki sodana. If you have not heard, uh, a couple of days ago, I did, I did a special episode. I talked to Keiki with, covering the Evangelion, ser- Evangelion series with uh, my, my friend Andrew. We talked a little bit about the series in general, but mostly we reviewed the all four movies at once and uh, how it tied up perfectly, like their own 
like how it is tied in with the original series and that just the an actual conclusion like a proper one not a depressive one was it as funny as uh, how we are on our podcast? A little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 got some laughs in, so uh, definitely stay tuned for that. Okay. <laughs> and it was like an hour and ten, so that they should keep that should keep them happy. <laughs> oh wow, only an hour and ten minutes. Well, we also we didn't do commercial breaks. We just ran, we just talked right through it. Like, ask yeah, her, no commercials. It's special. You'll need advertisers for a special. <laughs> I don't know. Oh well, then they said it's fine. So who? <laughs> <laughs> Spicy Matthew, everyone. <laughs> like, like Andrew was cool with it, so who the fuck cares? We only need him today. <laughs> Spicy Matt in the building. <laughs> All uh, right, we we got plenty of uh, reviews to talk about. Uh, some news. That's trailers. our first review without fucking uh, two year eternity. By the way, it's our first show. I know. So that's one less show to talk about. So that'll save us five ten minutes for real. Uh, but we are happy. We were happy with it, it, it and it ended beautifully. So we're excited for next year. When uh, comes out. Hi. Um, let's just get right to the news. Uh, for there was a trailer for the Hakey story, which is streaming on, on Funimation on S- September fifteenth. Uh, mm. It's an original series. Uh, it's being produced by Science Saro, who also produced Keep Your Hands Off, Izuku Ken, and Devilman Crybaby. It'll be directed by Nako Yamada, who directed A Silent Voice and K-On. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I was. I looked at it uh, while we were talking before we aired. Um, I think this is gonna be the first one to watch, so mm-hmm. I'm I, I'm intrigued <laughs> to see uh, where that goes. I know you didn't see the trailer, yes. So I will probably post it on the Eat the Cake group. So, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right. Uh, where? Oh, uh, we got some uh, adaptations confirmed. Um, Under Ninja <laughs> is the first one that. Uh, the synopsis for this is, even in this day and age, ninjas walk among us, hide within plain sight, still waiting for their mission orders. However, for some, it takes much longer to receive orders than others. Mi Kuro Kumagakure, a neat... Neat is... He got yeeted. <laughs> yeet? No, it's a neat, N-E-E-T, all caps. A shut-in neat. It's a neat and a ninja. After being a long time without work, he finally receives orders from the higher up. So it's like Invader Zim. Like, they just want to get rid of this fucker. They they, they forgot all about it. Like, yeah, let's just give him something to make him go away. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know what? That's fine. <laughs> uh, will this be something you will watch if it ever when it comes out? Maybe. I don't, I don't think there's a release date yet. It's just announced. So probably, we'll probably get it next year. I don't know. I'll read the description like I did with all these other fucking fall anime like we did before we started recording. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. Also, we speaking of, uh, we got uh, Genbarai Dokichan, which is a Jojin series that's getting an anime adaptation. It's going to be set for September 20th on Abima, because fuck us. Fuck the West. Yeah, so uh, right we won't get it unless we subscribe to this channel, which... Uh, <laughs> You know we but, should. You know what we should do. We should fucking yeah, do do. Um, we should um invest in like a VPN, and that way we can like access some of this shit, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that that, yeah, that 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 is an option. We'll look into it. There's 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 so many bundles you can get for like three years. So let's let's do a a GoFundMe so we can get a VPN. <laughs> but they're like two dollars for like three years. So <sighs> apparently, so we need a GoFundMe for like five dollars. <laughs> That's five of those dollars we have to spend. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Uh, uh, anyway, there's like this uh, is going to be a series of shorts, so like five minutes per episode. Uh, no idea how many episodes are getting, but uh, I'm pretty sure someone, some kind soul, will upload it to YouTube or something. We'll see. If they are, then careful, they're a hero. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, do we also, um, Demon Slayer season two? Uh, originally, it was going to be 12 episodes, but recently we found out and it it's going to be, but it's going to be a two, it's going to have two cores. So I guess there's gonna be two different arcs for each core this time. Was around. Demon Slayer season one? Because I didn't watch that in real time. I had to go back and watch it when I started binging anime. Was that two cores as well, or was that all just 24 episodes in 24 weeks, give or take? Yeah, it was all just one continuing thing. Oh, okay. Cool. It's like, uh, so it will run from fall to winter. So we will see how they will handle that going forward. Uh, I'm excited for it. Uh, Red Light District arc is gonna be great. Yeah, yeah. That's it on news. Oh, um, Moriarty the Patriot has uh, two OVAs announced. Yeah. That will be coming out. At, first, will be released in Tokyo in March 2022. And then uh, we'll probably get that in the summertime of 2022. Uh, I'm excited for it. I want, I'm curious as to what they're going to do. Me too. Uh, this, I wonder, do they, have they said if the overs are going to be continuations to the story? Or if they're going to be like side things like unrelated or happened before the finale mm-hmm. or whatever? I know it's going to be its own original thing, but as for like where it's going to be timeline-wise, they did not say. They haven't said, right? So we're not sure it's going to be like when they're kids or just their life after those yeah. events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're not sure. So uh, we'll definitely mm. keep an eye out for that. Mm. Uh, let's see. Oh, All right. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, Netflix a lot announces Lady Napoleon original series. This got announced at the August 31st. Yeah, cool it's... story, bro? What? I said cool story, bro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, sure. Let's get let's read the synopsis of uh, Lady Napoleon. <laughs> Napoleon. <laughs> Uh, the action fantasy anime follows Sophie, a descendant of Napoleon and leader of the Lady Napoleon organization, who fights for world domination with her butler named Butler wow. and the martial artist master Guy. So 
Duffy travels around the world to collect the free sacred treasures. Let's find a bullion. Man, uh, historians uh, need to uh, find those treasures before they do. <laughs> Seems so. Yeah, uh, there's no release dates or anything like that, so I'm pretty sure we'll get that in two years. <laughs> Whatever, bro. There's so many different anime at this point. When it comes to reading, when you read some of these animes, they're like, "Oh, this got adapted. This will come out. This," and it's like, you know, there's like, "Oh, great, more content." But like, when you think about it, bro, like the amount of content there is to fucking absorb out there is, is just fucking in. It's insane, dude. Like, I right. have over 80 anime on my to watch list. I have animes part of that list and not part of that list that are in my queues in freaking Funimation and Crunchyroll, um, and on Amazon Prime, which I have yet to even start and there's some that i want to really watch on those like there's literally so much content and unless you you like like nothing else in life you can't get to this shit dude like literally like for me especially oh, yeah. it's, it's crazy yeah yeah like I, I like watching live sports i love wa- i love watching combat sports like ufc and boxing um i love professional wrestling and i watch that weekly like dude there's like so much content that when you watch and factor that into play not to mention youtube shows if you like youtube shows like you can't watch it so when you announce these things it's like okay cool and then like will you watch it yeah maybe but then when it boils down to it like where does that fall on the hierarchy of content you which you wish to consume you know what i mean like well that's, I, that's I, the thing that's the thing this is mostly for the viewers too because they might want to watch it you know we don't know what they're thinking <laughs> i don't know i mean eh, i guess a lot of anime people don't like sports so i guess that makes sense All right uh before we get to our reviews for the for the week we're gonna do some uh, birthday shout outs <laughs> We haven't, okay. done those, we haven't done those in a while. We got three birthdays today <laughs> on September 7th in Japan. Uh, Shirashi Ryoko, who voiced uh, Schrodinger in Helsing Ultimate. Uh, Young Gugu in Two Year Eternity. <laughs> uh, Hayate Ayasaki, or from Hayate the Combat Butler. Alexander, Alexander Trace from Trace. We'll give her a shout out for her 39th birthday. And then the next one, Takahashi Hiroki, who voices Hisoka Moro from Hunter Hunter, uh, Kenji Harima from creep. School Rumble. I always thought Hisoka was such a fucking creep. Uh, Joey Wheeler from uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, Ura Aka from One Direct Priority. Really? He voices, yeah, he voices Ryu from the Street Fighter games. Oh, wow. Superstar. Oh, yeah, this guy's a superstar for... He's 47. And uh, one more... Yamashita Daiki, who is uh, Nanacha from uh, JoJo's Part 5. Oh, wow. Midoriya from uh, My Hero Academia. Crybaby. Uh, yep. Uh, Yushiro from Demon Slayer. Uh, Senpai from, uh, what was that, Nagatoro-san. Oh, wow. Ibaro, uh Shu from Horimiya. Ooh. Yeah. Popping me uh, here. Oh, yeah. Uh, sweet guy. Which one? That people would probably recognize. <laughs> uh Onoda Sakamichi from Yowa Mushi Pedal. And this will be his 32nd birthday. So from us, that taught the keiki. Happy birthday to all three of you. You know, I was thinking of as we were reading some of those roles. I'm like, oh, I don't know what that is. I literally thought of myself as Ikateru with the fucking, with the, with the rice ball. Like, dirt, dirt, dirt. The humor laugh. <laughs> I got to have you. <laughs> But yeah, again, happy birthday to them. And, uh, all right, uh, all right, we're gonna get to the continuing uh, spring continuations. Uh, the two we have left uh, after this quick commercial break. Stay tuned. 
Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always lose your head. All right, we're back. Hadaima! All righty. Normally, we would have three shows, but again, with Eternity Gone, we got two. (laughs) Me. All right, so uh, which one should we... Uh, you know what? Let's do Academia. Yeah, it wasn't or, as pop. It wasn't as good as, uh, no, as Avengers this no. week, I feel. Yeah, so let's, uh, let's just get that out of the way. Nah, they're all, they're all not bangers. Can't all be. Yet. Nope, that's just, that's just how it is. <laughs> all right. Um, basically, uh, Captured, uh, as we know, Twice got captured. He can't really do anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, you're blanking I, on it. I... I just, I, I, compared to everything else that we saw, that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all right, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll bail you out. So, yes, as right, we see, bailed. Twice twice gets captured, and as Twice is getting captured, he's having, like, an introspective moment in terms of his past traumas, and we see basically get Twice's backstory about how, you know, he was just basically kind of like a nobody, and he made, like, one creep, accidentally ran over, basically, some important guy when he was, like, an average person, and it cost his whole life to get all fucked up, and he went down this, like, spiral path of becoming a criminal, and he meets with, um, with the guy who's currently captured by, um, Destro, and that's what sets him up with the League of Villains and all of that. So that's why the guy, um, I think it's Giran, is his name. That's why yeah. Giran is so important to Twice. And so basically, um, Twice gets over his psychological trauma of being like a nobody and being scared to be alone and things of that nature, and he goes fucking insane and he multiplies himself by like 10,000. So there's like 10,000 twices. And you know with his ability they're very weak. All you got to do is like punch him in the nose and fucking they dissolve. But still there's 10,000 of the motherfuckers. So basically they use that to overwhelm the forces and help uh Shir- uh Shiragaki get to um get to the looks like they're in like a flight tower type of thing like a tower control and we see a little battle over there between him and Destro, and then we also get like the history of, of Destro in a way um in terms of how he um came about and like you know his basically his driving force towards becoming Destro. um and so at the end of the day we also realize uh, that um the deed that the shiragaki that's in the tower was a fake made by twice who was there um and the real shiragaki using the other twices that were in the in the street, they get to the tower and Shiragaki touches the tower and it collapses completely. And the episode ends with basically the, 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 the face off between Destro, who, by the way, they, we see his power and he basically kind of has like a Choji by Jitsu, like where he partial expansion, where he makes his shit like really fucking huge and s- slaps and destroys shit. Like it's pretty intense, but it's not like an oh my God power, but it's still a good power. Um, we see that, and also before the, the the episode ends, we also see that um as the the villain the, the League of Villains is suffering, um the evil scientist is like, well, I can't have you guys die yet, and he uses the recording of um of uh, All for One to wake up Gigant Machia and says, oh, your successor is doing your, your best to replace or to to be me, something like that, and he's like successor, and he wakes up from his like sleep early, um an hour earlier, and he sniffs the thing, he's like, oh, and he finds him, and basically the episode ends as uh, Gigant Machia is heading toward uh, Daika City, or it's Daika City, Daika City, something like that. He's basically heading to the city to fuck shit up as the uh, battle between Destro and uh, Shiragaki is going to probably commence in the in the next episode. So it was a solid episode for sure. Um, it wasn't as great as as 
as the Toga episode or the episode before that, but um, it was still a very solid episode for sure. All right, let's get to one that was actually good. Uh, Tokyo huh. Revengers. <laughs> uh, uh, we we get. Uh, did I lose you? No, I was. Uh, you know, you said you go, I'm waiting for you to expound on it. I mean, I mean, do you want me to take the lead? I'll expound. No, on no, I, I got no, 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 no. I'm good. I'm good. I said good. Okay. Uh, okay. We're on. To, we're we're up. Uh, best we have is uh, Tokyo Revengers, and uh, we get a little more backstory of uh, Baji and basically all of Toman, like Mikey, Draken. Yeah, we Kazutor. see the day that the day that they made the fucking that they made the gang. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> they all want to go buy charms for each other, but they only had enough money for one. Mm-hmm. Uh, they gave it to Baji to hold because this was mm-hmm. his idea. Like it's not. Like, and when uh, we get back to normal time, mm-hmm. Mikey has it's a little like like you're right. Like, like this Toman is not mine. Basically, like it's Baji's. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. this is something that Baji created. All mm-hmm. on the whim of hey, uh, Kazutora got bullied, so uh, let's go help him. Type of mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I thought that stuff like that was just really sweet to have, yeah. like like the, just that that type of moments. I kind of yeah. wish we had seen this like in the immediate aftermath after Baji got stabbed. Like Baji gets stabbed, everyone's like, "Oh my god!" and he's dying. And then when he collapses, that should have been where the episode ends. This episode should have happened, and then going forward, um, like it kind of splice it up where we see the, this flashback be half of the episode. Yeah. And then see the rest of the fight happen, and then the following episode is basically the final goodbye between him, Kazutora, and then what happens after the fact where Kazutora is in jail for ten years. Right. And, and, and Mikey and um and we'll Jack get to that. Mm-hmm. Or not Mikey. Uh, what's his face was there? Jack. Yeah. 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 We'll, yeah. We'll get to that in a bit. We're, we're jumping yeah. ahead. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Uh, Eventually, um, Mikey decides to like not kill Kazutora. Like this basically leaves him. It's not. He's done beating the shit out of Mikey. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you hear the cops coming. Like, oh, that, everyone has to retreat. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the, the neutral gang bails, uh, Valhalla bails, and uh, Chief Uyu was going to stay with Baji. Mm-hmm. Like. But then Kazutora said, like, he would, basically. Yeah. And, uh, he, and he said to Mikey, he doesn't expect forgiveness and all that, but, like, for what it's worth, basically, sorry, this all happened. Like, yeah. like, like Kazutora's not crazy anymore. Like, he's not blaming everyone like he knows it's his fault this time yeah and so uh eventually Kazutora got arrested and we saw this really sweet mo- moment with Chief Uyu going to the grave with the that that, that uh the food for uh Baji because he said uh I brought it for you as promised mm-hmm. and they they split it in half mm-hmm. and then you get a little flashback of hey this is actually how they met mm-hmm. and uh and we see how Baji was as a as a, as a like as a kid like 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 a middle, like a junior schooler, and mm-hmm. he was like a total. He was a geek, basically. Like he had the mm-hmm. glasses, he had the big glasses, the swirly glasses. Mm-hmm. He had mm-hmm. that, but uh, he couldn't uh, write down certain words. Like he didn't know how to spell tiger in uh, kanji. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Chief Fuyu, like, like Chief Fuyu was basically like he was like this top delinquent type of thing. Well, probably to himself mentally, and uh, yeah. Yeah, and that he uh, eventually like he t- like he was talking to Baji mostly. They somehow got along, and when mm-hmm. Chief Uyu was in trouble, Baji actually helped him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, let's go split this way. And I got it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it led to that again. I thought that was a sweet moment mm-hmm. to like end that, and then eventually we would get to jail. Mm-hmm. Sarah got like, hey, you have a call, mm-hmm. and you see a Draken. You see Draken talking to him, mm-hmm. and. I don't think Mikey was was Mikey there or was he just like in like down the hall or something? No, Mikey wasn't there. So they were in the basically they were in the in the the, the interview room, I guess, in the jail t- talking right. to Kazutora. 
Mikey wasn't there, but Mikey at, at the same time as they were there, he was with Chifuyu at Baji's grave, and he had mentioned right. basically. Yeah. So it was basically done simultaneously in a way, but they, he gave him the message obviously before he went to the grave. So right, right, um, uh, yeah, yeah. But eventually, Draken tells uh, Kasatora that uh, that this is something that Baji wanted in terms of like, no matter what, you're still Talman, even if you're in jail, no matter what you did, and that uh, he forgave him. Yeah, wow. Kasatora actually like that, that takes that takes a lot. To like forget after every everything. Oh yeah, for sure, dude. I would like never kill, like behave, kill his so. brother, stabs his best friend, and and yeah, lead could. into Baji dying. Yeah, I could never. I I don't think I could ever do that. Honestly, yeah. if that happened but, to me, no, 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 no. Yeah, but uh, that led to Kazutora having tears in his eyes, and that was surprisingly where the episode ended. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, did somebody mention? I think is this the end of the arc, or is there, there's got to be more after this, right? Because now we got to see not it. You know, Mikey well, we has, got we got we Mikey got like has, we, kind we, of we, we got two episodes left, so I'm pretty sure it's gonna be like uh, Mikey probably gonna talk to what was that uh, Kisaki <laughs> Kisaki. <laughs> yeah, the end, and we see Kisaki basically be the last tournament people to leave, and he like he's looking down on the scene like mm, like he's like, judged. Like, like, like he got like he's disappointed because first it was yeah, this is yeah, how yeah. it wanted to, it didn't happen. Yeah, 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 exactly. So we're probably going to see the aftermath of that. Who knows? He might have someone go in that cell to kill Kazutora. Mm-hmm. So we don't know. We got Again, we got two episodes left. So uh, we're very curious to see how this is going to go. <laughs> yeah. Um. Hey, real quick, unrelated um, okay. to what we're talking about. Um, a couple p- new pieces of news that I was I was looking at while you were talking. Um, also with Demon Slayer Season 2, they also announced yesterday that they're going to be airing it um as intended which makes a big deal because of the season two takes place in the red light district for those who yeah. don't know japanese red light district was synonymous for 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 prostitution and other craziness and so in the manga it is highlighted um very you know detailed in terms of the the, the graphicness of that and so the big worry is with the children um you know how is that going to be portrayed since demon slayer has a, has a wide children's audience but they said that they'll go through the regular review period but it'll be aired as intended as it stands right now so i thought Good. that was worthy um the second thing is we were talking about this off the air so i'll bring it on air really quick that one mystery anime the boy um sorry the um from that's coming out in fall, uh, the night beyond the tricornered window. Yes. Apparently, it is. It, it has confirmed Yaoi like uh, what's it called tendencies or a baseline. Did it? Mm. Yeah. It says a new visual was also released for the adaptation of Tomoyuko Yamashita's Boys Love Supernatural mystery manga. Hmm. So there's some yaoi in this, it appears. So as we talk about with mysteries with Moriarty and 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 Sherlock with, with the yaoi theme, like yaoi vibes between the two, we'll get this, it looks like, with the main characters of this new uh, new uh, series coming out in the fall. So Rihito and uh, Kosuke. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, so I know because I know that, you know, that's your thing and you were looking at it as it is just because it's an interesting thing. I'm shying away from it just because it has to do with an exorcism and I'm a pussy ass bitch when it comes to horror shit. So. So uh, so I'll be the test dummy for you to see how this goes. Yeah, I'm not even worried about the Yahweh thing. Just the whole, like, exorcist shit. Like, nah. It's yeah, like, ex- yeah, yeah, exorcism. Yeah. Good. I'm well, good. well, to be fair, I, yeah, you know what? I, I will check it out and then see how, what happens. If, if I feel like it's too it's tame enough for you to enjoy, then I will let you know. Okay. Uh, anyway, so we'll unrelated uh, to... Unrelated yeah, to I, 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 I did not pay attention to that part, so... I just read it on the on Crunchyroll news because I'm reopening my tabs since I had to restart my computer. That's why. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I'm sorry. 
like I said, unrelated, but I thought it was significant enough to, to bring up here. So, you know. You know, I thought about watching Jay, uh, Jahe Sama won't be discouraged or however you say it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that, that was a plan. But I think the fact that it started too late in the season yeah. is why I didn't. But uh, I mean, curves. <laughs> <laughs> that's all i gotta say right. i don't know uh i don't know i'll think about it probably not though <laughs> I another piece of news that i just read as we're going real quick all um right. again about demon slayer demon slayer uh will be on sundays it was announced um so every sunday we're gonna see it basically for during the fall and the winter so um that'll be a I'll be what's up. You get to end your uh, weekend uh, with a nice helping hand of uh, demons. Yes, was that uh, with that gorgeous animation again? <laughs> yeah. All righty. Uh, all right. Let's get to the ones we're watching separately. Uh, as always, you've heard. I'm just letting Sean know we have some idle talk after 28 minutes before the break. Okay. Sorry. This right. is what we do in real time, folks. You know, we try to help our editor with uh, cutting points so you, you Before, don't hear some... So he doesn't yell at us. <laughs> yeah, so he doesn't yell at us or you don't hear some of our mindless talk. Um, all right, so <clears throat> seasonal animes are watching. Tsukimichi uh, was one of the more funny episodes of the season uh, that happened last week. So basically, <clears throat> um, so the... Um, how do I describe this shit? How do I even describe Tsukimichi? Basically... Um, He's really tired. Um, they're celebrating like him opening the store because he finally opened up his store and he's getting business. So they have a big celebration in the demi plane, and um, he sneaks away so we could do some training during the celebration. And so basically, Mio and um, and Tomoe are you know the two girls are basically having their own dinner together since they're you know the closest to Makoto. And Makoto, they suddenly like are they they get shocked and they like start crying. They're like, oh my god, what's happening? What's happening? Quick, we gotta find Makoto. So they find Makoto and he's practicing his. Um, his uh, what's it called arrow? He's shooting arrows basically, and he's trying to do it like you know more effectively. He's trying not to break the target because of his increased mana, um, and he's doing a good job. But it freaks out Tomoe and and Mio because of the fact that when he deeply concentrates, he's demetabolizing his body. Basically, he's dying when he concentrates deeply, and so and you see the visual like he breathes like. <sighs> And he disappears. And then when he opens his eyes to shoot the arrow, he comes back, shoots the arrow with precision. But because he's breaking down and he's dying, in essence, when he does this, he's increasing his mana. Now he has enough mana, or he has just as much mana, as the the goddess who fucking basically banished him from being a normal human being because he was ugly, which is pretty crazy. Um, <clears throat> so Makoto, you know, he, he says he's sorry, whatever, you know, it's, and, you know, the thing goes on. Um, he's really mentally exhausted, right? He's traveling in town. He's mentally exhausted. He ends up, coincidentally, we talked about the red light district. He ends up walking into the city's red light district where um, a hooker tries to come up to him and tries like, oh, let's have some fun, da 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 And, of course, Mio and Tomoe, they always stalk him because, you know, they can't be too far from their master. And they scoop him up, like, quick out of nowhere. And they take him back to the hotel room. And they were like, oh, you were trying to pick up a prostitute. Like, he's like, no, 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 I wasn't trying to. He's like, no, you are trying to pick up a prostitute. Like, what's wrong with us? We're not good enough for you? Like, no. Like, no, 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 it's not that. It's just, and he doesn't like them like that. He thinks of them as, like, little sisters. But they look at him in a sexual manner. He's like, so they're both like, nope, you're going to have relations with us right now. And they strip. And they're like, nope, you're going to fuck us right now. <clears throat> and they basically attempt to rape him. They tie him up um, with the spider webs. And they, like, take off their clothes. And they're getting ready to fucking to, to get at it. And fucking uh, Makoto's like, no! And he uses some ice powers and then escapes into the demiplane to get away from them. Um, so it was uh, pretty funny. 
uh, that that occurred. And um, basically, the next day, uh, Mio apologizes, and they end up talking about the the forest. Oh, and I should mention, the episode starts out with the adventurers who we saw in the previous episode that were so great. They end up getting captured by the two elves that are basically guarding the forest. And they're guarding the forest specifically for the ambrosia flowers. So Makoto asks Mio, like, hey, let's go pick up the ambrosia flowers in the, uh, in the forest. She's like, okay, cool. So they go into the flowers, and they notice that the, there's some adventurers following them, and they ditch them really quick. They end up finding the ambrosia flowers and they meet the two elves, uh, two like, you know, elves that are, um, what's it called? That are guarding the ambrosia flowers and they end up getting into a kerfuffle with them. And, um, we find that one of the adventurers, they adventurers end up catching up to Makoto and them, and then the elves realize, oh, like there, you guys are trying to steal the flowers because the adventurers wanted to steal the flowers, and they're like, no, 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 you got it all mixed up, da 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 da. And we see one of the adventurers was the hooker that fucking tried to pick up Makoto, uh, um, which was funny. So basically, the episode ends with them in like a little battle, and Makoto showing off how OP he is by blocking all of the elves' attacks, which normally work on everybody else, and they're like, holy shit, what the fuck is this guy? Um, so that was one of the better episodes of the season. Um, Scarlet Nexus is continuing to, to to get good um we see more uh happen with uh yuito and his condition basically um they end up going over to the um to the place where they're housing nagi and they're trying to basically rescue nagi um yuito's condition though worsens in the middle of the battle between them and nagi and nagi ends up taking yuito and and, and the gang and yuito's platoon hostage and so <clears throat> as he does that basically we find out more about Yuito's life, and it's, we get some shocking revelations, including the fact that Yuito himself is a dud, um, which means he had no psionic powers, and he was basically tested on, and he gained his his crazy abilities through these tests. However, now, because of the, his abilities, he's starting to basically revert back to being less psionic, and pretty soon is going to end up being a dud again, unless he continues to take this medicine that he doesn't want to take, which is the same one that's infused with the brains and blood of, of, of humans, um, so we can keep his powers powers and, and retain them and BOP. So he basically gets caught in that crossfire. And then we also see an interesting, you know, conversation heart to heart with Kasane and her platoon. And both at the end of the day, basically, um, they go Yuito's platoon is going against the government again. And so basically, uh, Yuito's brother, who's now the head of the government after their father was assassinated, he picks up on it and he basically says that he wants Yuito. He, they're trying to arrest him for treason. And so Karen shows up and is like, listen, you got nowhere to go. If you don't want to join me, go over to the religious cult city. They'll take you in. Um, make sure you bring them this. And he gives them the vial of the medicine. <clears throat> and meanwhile, after the heart to heart with Kasane and their group, <clears throat> one of the people from Kasane's team was like hey why don't we go to that city and you know start a new life get away from karen da, 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 da. so basically the two platoons are going to converge for their own reasons and it'll probably be their platoon versus Himeka versus karen um so it'll be interesting from that standpoint million live season two was pretty good basically um they are able to escape um the quite easily at the beginning of the episode they're able to escape just the evil uh the evil chief of the of the village um they outsmart him and they have him there at the same time they're bringing him back over to the place where they can release um glenn and um yotsia um there's a whole mob there that are fearful of the drag of the the monsters because they're hearing the noises they're getting louder and louder and then a basic another kerfuffle happens with everybody um they end up saving the little girl um and um what's it called after a while <clears throat> basically after the kerfuffle the monsters end up showing up and they start destroying the town and so um 
uh, Yotsia and Glenn are able to break out of their cells because even though like the the, the walls are concrete and the uh, the bars are iron, the the fucking roof was made out of wood. So they just basically broke out of their of their jail cell, and so the town gets destroyed by the monsters, and a lot of the townspeople die. But some of the people that are saved are uh, the little girl and the little boy. Um, and the chief and his granddaughter. And so they, because they saved them, the mission hasn't been failed yet. So basically they're part of this whole mission as a whole. So they're able to escape after a while through a well that's in the back of the, um, that's in the back of the, the, the chief's mansion. And they end up getting out of the, out of the city or out of the village rather. And they're back in the outside world. Um, and Yotsi and Glenn managed to, to scout out a former settlement that's abandoned. Um, and meanwhile, and, and they both there and where the other, heroes and the um and the, the the rescuers the basically orphans from the village um there's a bunch of monsters waiting to attack them to end the episode so that was pretty decent and then slime is fucking uh two more slime yeah getting better and better and better again so this week is uh the beginning of of walpurgis and basically we see um again more fucking opinas from people it's it's pretty fucking dope um i mean you know the episode itself was great but the end of the episode is really what matters throughout we see all the, the demon lords gather and they're all op as fuck and then we see clayman enter and clayman is abusing milliam and this pisses off rimmer rimmer who's been calm this whole time you know he's calm even though he's calculated he sees fucking uh clayman hit fucking uh milliam in the face and was like go bitch like you know basically and he his shit spikes he's like oh i'm i can't wait to kill you don't expect your death to be a painless death he's saying this in his head as his magicules are fucking spiking and he's got this evil fucking aura he's got demon lord aura now and it's pretty fucking wicked so as the, this uh this the second core winds down we're gonna get some some pretty dope shit from there and then boruto this week uh was really good um we see the battle between koji and um jigen continue basically um because of the fact that we find out from Amado basically that um, their intent was to basically get Jigen killed so that way Ishiki can come out and when Sashiki comes out using Jigen as the as the, the vessel he'll only have a few days to live because Jigen's body can't handle the Osutsuki's uh, uh, chakra so um, we find out we see the battle happen and then eventually um, that happens where um, Jigen dies and Ishiki is fully revived for the little bit of time he has left at the same time that this happens happens um kawaki basically tries to kill amado and is stopped by sasuke and on top of that fucking because he's there he's like oh amado's like oh i'm glad you're here i can see what's gonna happen now in three two one and then kawaki's karma acts up and he goes ah he's like in searing pain crazy pain and then the karma disappears so what happens is once the vessel is completely re uh is basically revived any other potential vessels are wiped away so it was a twofold attack one to get ishiki vulnerable and two to get rid of the karma on kawaki and so Amado tells them, like, listen, <clears throat> A, he's going to come for him. So you're going to you should evacuate the village and then you should hide Kawaki and Naruto and Sasuke should hide with Kawaki in case Ishiki finds them because you two are the only people that have any shot of defeating Ishiki. Um, and so that's what they basically plan on doing. Amado gets his um, amnesty papers and uh, Shikamaru's like, hey, release the bomb off my son's neck. He's like, oh, it was a fake the whole time. So he played them out, which was pretty, pretty ironic. Fucking uh, Shikamaru was pissed off, super pissed. But the biggest news of that, despite all that that we found out, <clears throat> the biggest news is during the battle with uh, Ishiki and uh, Kashin Koji, um, Ishiki breaks Koji's mask and he reveals Koji's true identity. 
It is the clone of Jiraiya. I mean, I knew that for a while because I, of, the, because of the manga spoilers. But, yes. That explains everything. It explains everything. Kashin Koji is the clone of Jiraiya. And he does all of Jiraiya's moves, including spiky hair. And then at toward the end, fucking Jiraiya goes into perfected sage mode. Um, Like, it's super fucking good. Like, it, it it's a pretty goddamn good battle. And one of the... the the things is naruto still hasn't picked up on it and and amado hasn't told naruto who koji exactly is so when the battle happens and they lose connection with the toad um they're like well you know you know he's gonna die whatever and naruto's extremely bothered by it and amado's like why does it matter at the end of the day he's like i don't know but i'm just bothered by by this that you know did you tell him like you know you were gonna like it was a one-way ticket to the afterlife and stuff and he's like why does it matter but it just really bothers naruto because he can pick up on on it, looking at him, picking up on his on his tactics and things, he can tell that it's familiar to him. And so, to everybody else now, we know officially he's the clone of Jiraiya. <clears throat> and so, that's the big news coming out of that episode. Um, other than that, that's uh, it for me. Alrighty, uh, I'm gonna go with uh, as always Nighthead 2041 because as the, the mo- one of the more disappointing animes of the season, mm-hmm. it's like <laughs> I, I get I get something good and then and it goes. Two steps back. Like, what What the shit is what I'm going to say about it? Mm-hmm. So, um, let's, let's, uh, let's go to it. Uh, from the Kuroki brother Zuya, he wants, he's uh, he's convinced that the Kirihara brothers kill his family. But uh, Takuya, the brother, feels like SWE is hiding something. Like, it was like an implanted thing. So, one of the brothers is now getting this thought of mm, something doesn't, like, he knows that something doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like, like, how can they kill the? Like, how could they kill our parents if they look like they're the same age as us? Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we were kids. Because we were kids when this happened. Mm-hmm. So they would have to be kids if they killed the parents. Mm-hmm. But um, Yuya refused to listen, so he tried to touch the the hard drive where because he was told like there's a hard drive of, of a bunch of information, and then like there's nothing really deep in it so he he got so impatient that he touched the computer and all that mm-hmm. and he gets into this overload of information that passes out again because mm-hmm. you uh, cannot control his powers mm-hmm. uh anyway with the swe there are some of the some that were on patrol and they found that psychic girl that was with the kirihara brothers so they, so they were chasing chasing her down but the kiri the kirihara brothers got to her to get her out, basically get her out of harm's way mm-hmm and you find out this girl can c- kind of predict the future for only small glimpses, but she really doesn't give a lot of details to them. Mm-hmm. So that all that happened, and then Takuya says, "I need to talk to Naruto," and I need to talk to Naruto again, like actually talk to him instead of fighting him. Mm-hmm. So, th- so he's very adamant about that. But does he do that when he meets him? No, mm. goes straight to attacking him again. <laughs> like God fucking damn it. Mm-mm. Just have a fucking conversation. Like, like if you run, no, like, don't do it without attacking them. That's what pissed me off. Yeah, you're right. And it's like, God, uh, you know what? It, maybe it's not working. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's not fucking worth it at this point. Maybe one or two more. It's <laughs> not, almost over, dude. I fucking hope so. <laughs> it's almost over, bro. Hi, fuck okay. it. Hi, fuck it. Die, Jobu. Die, Jobu. Die, Jobu. I can't anymore, man. I'd rather pinch Dragon Maid than to pinch that the whole thing to catch up. Oh my god. If, I probably should, but I would have to watch season one first, but so I don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, uh, 
Uh, my life as a villainous, all roots lead to doom. Um, there was no luck in looking for Keith, uh, the teacher of the Department of Magic. Uh, kind of already knows what's going on because mm-hmm. uh, like like there like there was dark magic around. So, but like I'm not gonna tell them yet. I want them to try to figure it out on their own before we jump to conclusions. <laughs> right, right. Because we don't want to co- put people in a panic. <laughs> anyway, uh, basically it got to um, with uh, Sora. Cockblock and Gerardo and and Bacarina the entire time. (laughs) Whenever they were alone, it's like, nope, uh, I was told to have you guys be friendly and nothing else. And you find it was uh, in the background, you find it was Mary who told Sora because Mary wants Bacarina's JJ. But (laughs) hey, they all all do for some reason. For some reason, this complete fucking they want this fucking idiot. Hey. Because that's because she acts as this free spirit, not a not not a noble, no nothing. So I guess that's why they let her. Mm-hmm. I doesn't judge you like most nobles do. Which if that's the case, that uh, I understand. Still, that is why she wasn't so fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even the regular harem protagonists are like, like we're not that dumb, are we? I mean, <laughs> but that like, and they just look at her, just like, oh, listen, I'm glad I'm not that stupid. But anyway, uh, they all they all rendezvous in the middle. So they found out there was no luck in this uh, slum area. But mm-hmm. Maria freaks out because she sends dark magic, which is from uh, Keith's sister. Because she was walking around. So that, that freaked her out. She, and she said, hey, there's dark magic here. So they uh, the, the, the teacher starts to follow her, but uh, unfortunately no, no avail there. And then that's when she decided to sit everyone down saying... Okay, this is what's going on. Uh, there's dark magic here. Uh, he didn't run away. He was kidnapped. And it was they didn't say who the dark magic is. It was even though we all know it's Sarah or aka Keith's biological uh, sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, what you call it? what was her name again? Sarah. Sarah. Sarah uh, has goes to the basement with uh, where Keith is chained up and say, oh yeah, I'm gonna do this ritual. The dark magic. Uh, basically, goodbye to you, more or less. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't say the aftermath of that. Just you just see the bunch of blackness and smoke, and Kiefer guys say, "No, I need to go back to Bacarina." Mm-hmm. So, but it, it ends with the what you call it the the teacher telling them about the dark magic, and then Bacarina freaking out. And this seems like the main plot is starting now. It just sucks mm-hmm. that it's we only have a couple episodes left. Well, it's just a prior to it felt like filler. Mm-hmm. So that is that is the letdown for me. Because, I don't know, I feel like there shouldn't be a season two. This is how it was going to go. Because she completed the main story of season one, where it was, she when she got Isekai, she was uh, in this uh, visual novel video game. She's technically the villain, the villainess, mm-hmm. as she was trying to avoid all these death flags to not get killed, more or less. Mm-hmm. So it was basically Maria and Gerardo end up together, and basically everyone else is a good guy while she's not. Mm-hmm. And let to and there'd be somewhere at least to Bakarina being killed or just uh, banished from this uh, kingdom and all that, banished for life. Mm-hmm. And, and the fact that we all got all that, and she was so dense that they all love her, but they, oh, they they all love me as a friend. That's of course. That's why. That's what it is. That's mm-hmm. the real ending of the game. Mm-hmm. Even though it's really not, but yeah, right. So I feel like the the fact that there's like they feel like the game is completed. There's like no death lives. There's just slice of life stuff. But the fact that we're getting the story now, like 
I just wish we had that a couple episodes before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think you. that's I think that's my main legit gripe. Other than that, again, I I like the humor, I like the chemistry with Valkarina and all these other people that want to get into JJ. <laughs> the JJ, the the Isekai JJ. <laughs> but I like all that. It's but it's just it's just a lack of substance to love it or to even put it on a favorite for the year list. Mm-hmm. So that's where I am in terms of being conflicted with it. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, again, I'm glad there's a plot now. Finally, ten episodes later, with uh, two to three more to go. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, next up, uh, Sunny Boy, and I love this episode. Mm. Like, I, I, I am so glad this got so good. Yeah, I was just about. To, yeah, I was literally just about to say that. I was like, for all your disappointment with Nighthead and a little bit of disappointment you just felt yeah. with, uh, with uh, what's it called, um, villainous. With villainous, I was like, "Oh, Sunny Boy," which you shitted on for the first like half of the fucking season, is like now becoming one of your favorites. Oh yeah, no, no, like it's just so intriguing how this to hear this, like the world building for just a short span of time. Like I like all this shit, mm-hmm. and um, this is more of a backstory of the the dog Yamabiko. Yeah, yeah, and you find out more about him, and he was he was a human. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you see like what happened to him before. Yeah. And there was a there and actually in this world there was a plague, mm-hmm. and like there's like these red gems on these people's bodies, and there's, there was this girl he loved called Kod, named Kodama, and she was also sick, but she, like she had this like godlike powers to like try to heal people, but she could not heal this. Mm-hmm. So this kind of got Yamabiko upset, and you find out he could turn into animals, so he turns into a dog for Kodama. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he's the only one that does not get sick. Mm-hmm. Which is odd because everyone else is getting sick mm. and no one else is getting cured. Mm-hmm. And then eventually Kodama died. Mm-hmm. And you see Yamabiko by himself, like he passed out in this glacier or whatever, like in this water. And then when he wakes up, he sees Kodama and everyone else again, but mm-hmm. like, like, like something was different. Mm-hmm. Like something was all like, it could be that like, could be like a cult or a, pa- a parallel world where they were still alive. Mm-hmm. So he, like, he's very distant towards everyone. And then Kodama was like, oh, I can make you anything you want. I can just picture it. Like, like she could do literally anything. Right. And it's just freaking out because, like, like you're not real type of thing. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, like, he does stay with them. But this plague comes back. Mm-hmm. And they all have these, like, red rock jewel type things on their bodies. Mm-hmm. And then you find someone sitting alone who has all this. And he's the cause of it. Mm-hmm. And then later on, you find out it's their mental scars mm-hmm. of everyone turning into tumors. That's it's wild. Killing, and it's killing them. <laughs> That's wild. And then and, uh, we find out why Yamabiko isn't affected because in his own mind and world, he's in his own shell mm-hmm. doing nothing. Like he's like he, he like protected. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he's protected, he cannot, he couldn't save anyone. You know, like you probably could have, but the fact that you did it is to like you let all these people die. Yeah. So now he's basically trying to fix that, like while try- being with Nagara, Mizuo, and Nozomi. Mm-hmm. And then you find out from that guy, his name is War. Mm-hmm. Just War. And this power he has, he has it to kill God. That's his goal. He wants to kill God. And then, then it ends with Nagara thinking, what if he fails type of thing? Like, what if this guy fails with that goal? Or can he even, can that even be possible? Like, he's just questioning, like, with this ability he has, like, is it possible? Or what if he fails type of thing? Yeah. 
and it ends there. So I was like, damn it, like, I want like, what happens next? <laughs> Find out on the next episode of Sunny Boy. <laughs> yeah, so this, stuff like this is what made me really happy. It's picking up when it did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really hope it continues with that momentum. Mm-hmm. If it does, then yeah, I think this will be in my top ten for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, great episode. Uh, can't wait for more of that. And I'm gonna get to a case study, Venitas, and uh, another banger for sure. Mm. Uh, it, it picks up where it left off, where that they're in Morio's lab or Doctor Morio, where Venitas know. Because basically, what how Venitas was talking about him last week, he wanted to kill him, but he starts acting nice to him. Mm-hmm. Then I was like, "Oh, thank you. Welcome back. I missed you. You wanted to." But basically, Vanilla says in his head, like, you have to be nice to him so that he just spills out anything you want to ask him. Mm-hmm. Basically, he does it to get information out of him. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's smart. And it's comical. You see the doctor being crazy type of thing. Mm-hmm. And then you see uh, no, like, inside, like, I want to kill him. Because mm-hmm. he's talking about, like, hey, you know how, like, you said yes to every experiment. I cut you up. I killed mm-hmm. you multiple times. You got back to life. Like, you took it. Like, you wanted more. And, mm-hmm. yeah, th- this pissed no off. Mm-hmm. I see that he's being treated like a guinea pig. Mm-hmm. And then eventually he's like, oh, uh, like, like he, oh, he was about to kill him. He's like, no, don't kill him type of thing. Like, I'm not done with him yet. And then you see um, the doctor's uh, big experiments called The Shadow. Uh, basically, and this uh, freaked out Venus because this type of thing, he felt like he couldn't save this one because he mm-hmm. wants to save vampires. The fact is, like, where it looks like a big empty void, like, you, you probably could not save him. And then it led to Venus wanting to kill the doctor, but it's like, hey, uh, you remember that guy, number 71? Like, uh, you called him a brother type of thing? Like, like he was talking about, he, he was bringing up his past, mm-hmm. and, uh, and this made Venus, like, froze, and, like, froze still, like, like, you really shouldn't have said that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like, you were so close to it. Like, I wonder what happened to him now. Mm-hmm. So this, like, left him, like, very vulnerable while uh, he escaped. Mm-hmm. And uh, Vanillas gets his ass kicked by the shadow, and Noah tries to help. So is Roland and the others, the the rest of the, um, the mm-hmm. religious, the religious, the paladins. Mm-hmm. Eventually, Noah got uh, Vanillas to, like, stand up on, on his feet to, like, motivate him. Like, oh, we can definitely do this. So they go into the mouth of this thing. Mm-hmm. And they see like the and they see the shadowy figure of the vampire is supposed to be, and uh, Vidius actually uses his powers and he actually saves him. Mm-hmm. And, and then you just see them like, collapse on the ground, like holding the the person they saved, mm-hmm. and just, you just see them smiling and laughing, like like like, like they did it. Mm-hmm. And then you see Roland like happy, like happy with joy because he was taught his whole life that um, vampires and humans cannot coexist. Mm-hmm. The fact that he's seen it right in front of him. Like it, like a more like it made him really happy. Uh, anyway, uh, the doctor escapes with uh, the charlatan, and um, you see that Roland tells Vinius to know, like, get out of here, type of thing, before the higher up shows up. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you see Roland gets smacked by this higher up. Like, what the fuck you doing? Like, what's going on with you? And mm-hmm. He feels like, like I, I saw it. I saw pure happiness. Like, what, what with a vampire and a human smiling, <laughs> that type of thing. Like, like, it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we go outside, and you see, um, like, Noah sitting down, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, talking. And you see Vanita's, like, sit down back-to-back with him, but more mm-hmm. collapsed. Like, he's tired. Mm-hmm. I-, I thought it was a cool visual, because you see uh, Vanita's vulnerable and weak, while, ben- while Noah's sitting up straight with, like, a straight back. Like, he has his back. 
Mm-hmm. And that's how he does. The, and now you know comes the realization that like he's doing this for more than save the vampires. Mm-hmm. Is a uh, like he's just doing this for like mostly for himself to get to feel that peace type of thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I thought that whole visual, that last scene was just perfect. And this, I am loving this series. So I'm I'm really glad it's picking up a lot more than it has. We're getting more background of Vanitas. Just the chemistry between Noah and Vanitas mm-hmm. in general. You know, if I'm being completely honest, the way you've sold me Vanitas versus Kageki Shoujo, I really wish I would have picked Vanitas instead of Kageki Shoujo. Yeah. <laughs> just, I don't know. Just I, I'm thinking that now as you're like going on for like the 10th minute about the show by yourself. I'm like, you know, I was like, I wonder if I would have gone with Vanitas, how I would have felt. I don't hate Shoujo. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think you would have liked Vanitas more. <laughs> Maybe, and because you know, I'm not a big, I'm not big into vampires anymore because of all the shit that that I've seen with vampires in the, like the last couple like. I, I know, I know. No, Blush was just hot guys. That's that's just be real. There was no plot. It was just hot yeah. vampires, especially Frankenstein. <laughs> that was it. He was just fucking hot. That's it. <laughs> you wanted a Frankenstein. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> we, we all know what we were watching it for. They just pretended to have a kind of a plot. It was just weak and generic. Oh my god. It's that beautiful hair. <laughs> uh, anyway, that concludes our separate stuff. We're going to take one more break and we'll get to the stuff we're watching together. Be right back, folks. I'll bring us in because I got to um, get some water. Yeah. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Minasan tadaima! Alright. Uh, anyway, before we continue, I forgot to mention there was an after credit in the Venetus. Oh, okay. Uh, there's a big reveal with the doctor. You see him with uh, yeah. Master Lucius' uncle, the, the, the uncle vampire that wanted to kill videos for mentioning the queen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that guy. So, uh, Jesus Christ. So, now it's like, he's kind of secretly a bad guy. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I just, to, I just wanted to bring that up real quick. Uh, anyway. Any, anyway, I have one more piece of... Uh, <laughs> oh, fucking damn it! <laughs> Today is the fucking news episode, for sure. Um, <laughs> This one you might chuckle at. In early November, Redo of Healer will be on DVD and Blu-ray. All right, of uh, what version? <laughs> the uncut, uncensored version, motherfuckers. Ah, I can finally watch Revenge for generic Revenge for. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you know what's crazy? So you know how like, all right. So whenever, let me break this down real quick before we get onto our, our yeah, our yeah, shit, yeah. Our it, 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 no, so, please do. <laughs> We got we got we gotta make up for two year eternity being gone. <laughs> Seriously, no. But um, so if you go to analyst, so uh, Matt uses my analyst. I use analyst.co. But if you go on there, there's a section under the search section for at least for me on analyst. I, I don't know how it is for you, Matt, but in the search section, you'll be able to see all the animes that are trending, all the animes this season, and all the animes for next season, as well as search for any anime that's ever come out ever. And so. When Redo of Healer came out, it was last season, right? Or was it? Uh, it was winter. Was it winter? Okay, so when it came out a couple seasons ago, right? Two, three seasons ago, it was available to be viewed on Analyst as a regular anime. I tried to look it up because I noticed when I was re- refreshing my tabs and I saw that the uh, Redo of Healer is on presale for early distribution in November, and I'm like, oh shit! So I went and I checked my Analyst just to make sure that I had it as a as a plan to watch. And when I click on it, I 
um, couldn't access it because it's now rated as a hentai on analysts. It's rated as an 18 plus anime, which are normally basically reserved for like the most gory, horrible animes or hentai. Right. So they've basically now labeled it as a hentai. I had to go into my settings and turn on the 18 plus feature, which I turned off because of the fact that I do watch hentai for the, you know, surprise, surprise. I watch hentai and I don't want to include that on my list of seen shit. Because then my list would expand. It would, it would probably be like 300 fucking titles. <laughs> yeah. <no. laughs> but, who, who knows what you'll find? Yeah, exactly. So, I, you know, it's like, you know, if you find like a hole into the dark web and like for your own sake, you don't go in that hole. That's why I had turned that feature off. But just so I could see the redo of healer section, I had to turn it on. I left it on. I'm not going to really delve into it. But in any case... Um, yeah, the DVD Blu-ray combo is coming out. The uncensored, uncut version altogether coming out in early November. It's available on sale on sen- on uh, SentaiFilmworks.com. Uh, forty hundred bucks. No, forty one ninety nine, and yeah. it's thirty eight ninety nine on uh, Right Stuff Anime. Huh. Okay. So pretty affordable if you wanted to watch revenge porn. <laughs> anyway, hey, hey. let's get into our shared seasonals. Now that we're an hour and five minutes into this fucking program and we have let's, 10 let's... fucking shows to go. Um, let's start off with Kageki Shoujo because I think honestly it was one of, to me, I don't know. It just, Kageki, like I mentioned before to you, Kageki just hasn't been hitting. Like it's good. It's not bad by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, just... yeah we, we already came to the conclusion that this type of genre is not your specific. It's not. Yeah, tea. it's not my cup of tea, but I don't hate it. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's just to me, ever since the Yamada episode where, with the bulimic girl, it it kind of just it's kind of just slowly slowly gone hill. Like it, it's not going right. to go below a three for me, but it, it gets harder for me to put it anywhere above a three when I watch these episodes. But the right. decent episode this week, just you know, eh, it's just not hitting for me personally. So, um, it's your baby. Go ahead and talk about it. All right, uh, it's not bad. We, we basically pick up where we left off with um. Again, the, basically, this whole episode is about the festival. Mm-hmm. They announced that uh, what uh, Sarasa Watanabe is the one that's going to be part of the relay race as a fill-in, and uh, you see the girls basically like jealous, but they like they're the superiors. We can't say anything. This we have to accept it. Hijiri is a as a cunt. I hate that bitch. So oh god, uh, Hijiri keeps like manipulating Sarasa type of thing, and it's like, oh yeah, ha- we should have her talk to this guy type of thing. Just like. I- Basically, basically, what's what I be get off her guard? You know, have you ever noticed? Also, I've never seen an anime where Truck Kun has ever hit a female. I think that should change with Hajiri. <laughs> yeah, then they see uh, Sawa Sugimoto catching on. Like, dude, you're like, dude, you're manipulative. Like, like, am I? Hajiri's like, am I really a bitch? Am I really? She's like, and she's I like, try yes. to be a bitch, but like, if I am, I am. <laughs> Bro, that, that this is where redo a healer would come into play for Hajiri. Stop it! And then uh, Watanabe talks to I. It's like, uh, what should I do? Type of thing. As uh, and there's a more like having a struggle of how to be herself because again, she normally mimics yeah. performances, but not doesn't have her own. Right, right, right. And then um, I was like, oh, well, just uh, put yourself of what you want to be, mm-hmm. <laughs> that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And she also, she also got the advice with uh, one of the tropes. I believe it was a summer trope. Mm-hmm. I forgot which. I forgot. The, uh, the blue, the, the blue Sarah, hair one. Sarah? Yeah, she was part of summer trope. No, no, I'll talk about the one that was trying to help her. Oh, she was part of winter trope. Oh, okay. Uh, I, think, I think her name was Say. 
Uh, Satomi Sai. Yes, say. Or say, say, yeah, say. Yeah, say Satomi. Okay, yes. Hi. Uh, By the way, another thing I was thinking of as I was watching this, like there's, like I said, there's so much like, uh, fucking Yuri, like Yuri, like fucking what is it? Um, vibes. Vibes, yeah. So many Yuri vibes with these girls, because I mean, bro, they they dress like immaculately like men, but they're women, like. Right. You know, like I want to know, like, are they gay? Like, are they they bi? No, well, when you hear Sai, like they're fully committed to the roles, even outside of the plays, okay. and they know again, like I said last week, uh, the girls mimicking as the male characters is the real star. <laughs> I guess like they that, always like, like 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 that's the star power. That's what that's the big one they want. They want to be that number one for that season or play. I guess they all wear strap ons. Well, they all they got they got there's a, there's a peg in order. If you ha ha So they're so they got they gotta peg them down a notch with uh like hey uh you ain't taking my spot. I'm the head of the table. Okay, I'm the tribal chief. Seven. Okay, Roman Reigns. <laughs> Acknowledge the strap on. Acknowledge it, damn it. But anyway, uh, Satomi uh, motivates Watanabe. He's like, don't, like, fuck her. Like, you were picked. You have to follow through type of thing. <laughs> like, go get him. And then Watanabe goes to her friends like, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to imagine stuff I've always wanted to be. I wanted big tits. I wanted E-cups. I want to run with those E-cups around. I want to be moves. My booze moving around with an explosion. Mm-hmm. And you're like, that's not what we meant. <laughs> but, okay. Like, but okay, like I need tits. I'm an egg cup. I need to be an E. Tits. Bokuno hoshi opai So so Watsonabi just has her arms together as like a to make it look she has big tits when they all know she really doesn't. And they go to the relay race, and uh, Watsonabi gets the baton, but uh, Sai also tries to, but um, it got tossed over. And when she goes to grab it, she trips over Watsonabi, and they both fall down. Mm-hmm. So, and then Walter is conflicted of, should she basically get out and run on her own or help her up? But uh, Satomi got up first and she decided to help out Watanabe. Like, it's not about the race, it's about, it's about the family, the community type of thing. Mm-hmm. So, she, so Watanabe saw that. I was like, okay. So, despite all that, I believe Autumn won the uh, race. Mm-hmm. And then you can see the ceremony, and basically that's more or less how the episode ends. Like the ceremony's over, they're all overwhelmed. Like, mm-hmm. okay, let's uh, that's it. Uh, that they the future's bright for the next ten years. Mm-hmm. And episode ends. But uh, I thought that, I thought this was a nice episode. Uh, I did like it as another Watanabe focus. So, but I am curious. Hopefully, we'll see more of the other girls, like uh, Risa. I think that's the one that did not get development. The purple hair one. Um, Nakayama. <clears throat> nah, she's. I don't. Maybe I don't know. I don't think because because we got we had Yamada already. We had I. Oh, you're talking about um Sarasa Senpai. Uh no, oh, Arisa the uh, the the purple hair ponytail. That's not. I think uh, or I'm thinking of the wrong girl, but I think I think it's her. Whoever's in the poster that I'm looking at. I don't. I it's think not, it's her. <laughs> yeah, it's not clicking, but it's all right. Yeah, we got three episodes, so yeah, I'm curious to see where they go with this. I, I don't know if they'll build to a season two or not. Um, perhaps so. Well, I mean, you would well, think it, it depends play. on if they give them a play. I would imagine because, especially because they're first year girls, this would be a perfect opportunity to have. Well, a te- well, 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 technically, they're second year now because remember, someone break past. Uh, really? No, they're not second yeah. years because no, now they now they now they are. I don't. Uh, I don't know. 
guess we'll see. I don't. I think they're still. I, first I, year. I, I, I guess it depends on the school year, but I could have sworn they were yeah. second years now. <laughs> no, because they're still doing. They're still in the first year locker room, and they still have they still have senpais that are still considered second years. Remember, there's a scene where they're like, "Oh, you're a second year, right?" Hi, yes, I am. You know. Okay. All right. I thought school year passed after the summer break, but uh, I guess it's different for them there. <laughs> no, no. Unless they, complete, unless they complete all four seasons to consider a school year. <laughs> Perhaps, yeah. I mean, no, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, like, you have spring. Like, you, they graduate in spring, and then they're done by summer. Remember, like, you know, if, if you've seen any of the any of the anime that have graduation episodes, the graduation always happens in, like, March, April. And then by, like, May or June is when they are officially gone and graduated. Because, yeah, it's like, I think they started in spring, but we're in fall now. So I guess it wouldn't be considered a full school year yet. Until the following spring. Yeah, okay. That makes sense, then. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I see that. So, and, like, so, depends so, on the school, perhaps, probably. Yeah, so, so they'll probably be able to do a play... At the end, or just it's just gonna end the first year. We don't we don't know. This should but, be a multi. This should be a multi season thing, I guess. You know, they should be because their first years. How many years before they graduate? Three? Is it three years? Right? It's it's a free year. Yeah, it's three years. So you got three seasons, one per each year. Yeah. So yeah, and I, I'm curious to see if they actually make it to the big leagues after. Yeah, I want to see Sarsa and I. Like, I want to see I potentially get a boyfriend or you know she's you have you noticed she's also growing her hair out. I noticed that this episode. Do I? I yeah ever since a little bit yeah yeah ever since she kind of like slowly coming out of her shell yeah so she doesn't have short hair she's getting her long hair her hair longer again because she's finding confidence and she has friends and likes people again and shit so yeah I'm noticing that little detail as well also real quick uh they like, so why did you pick uh what's about like oh uh, she liked the, she liked the performance you know she didn't know she was talking to me type of thing yeah because she the the woman who was the the superior was yeah. Oscar from when she saw and was uh, impacted by that which is pretty yeah. cool. So like, oh, yeah, she was just talking to me about it. I was like, oh, and then that how she stood up for her classmates. So I was like, you know what? This is more like a thank you gift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, at least we know that there was like no deep meaning. Like, oh, she's probably a star in the making. It's just more of they liked her attitude and this is a thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, Uramichi. Bro, I hate that fucking director. That director, <laughs> that director could get got. <laughs> no. That motherfucking director could get got. For real. Oh, fucking God. <laughs> so for those of us who don't know, um, Uramichi, um, earlier, if you've been watching the season, they had a um, a, a summer uh, music video in the dead of winter. Yeah. So now... Well, first they, they showed all... that. Oh, well, first they showed. They, they, yeah, we they actually see it. Yeah, we and the... Did you read the lyrics? Yeah. <laughs> fucking Christ. It's depressing every time. It's depressing. But, you know, it was great also. Um, I was skipping ahead. But the conversation about, about harassment was fucking fantastic. I loved it. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that when we get uh, to it. But, yeah, uh, so. But Tekito. Yeah, instead of a, uh, instead of a uh, what's it called? A winter. Uh, I'm sorry. A summer, a summer music video in the dead of winter. We now have a winter video in the dead of summer. And they're all not happy. Like they're like, this is completely backwards. Makes no sense. Why couldn't you do a winter thing in winter and a summer one in summer? <laughs> that type of thing. And then you see uh, Ike Teru dying from the heat, and then you see his potential kick it in. Like pretend you're a winter. So he's like saying, repeat himself as his, like his potential. Winter, winter, winter. I'm a winter. I'm a winter. It's like your your potential's too much, but you can't do it. He's like, you're right. I can't do it. It's okay. <laughs> 
like, Utano's is like, this don't, this don't. I love Utano. Utano's one of my favorite characters. I know. And it's a shame she has a shitty boyfriend. For real, dude. I would love to have an Utano and Utano as a fucking girlfriend. Uh, anyway, uh, the biggest development was from uh, Kumatani, of all people in this Kuma, one. Kuma, Kuma! Yeah, basically, he goes to uh, the Takito, I think the name, the director. Yeah, director, director. He's like, hey, uh, I'm having trouble with this uh, singing by, thing. By, <laughs> by the way, he goes to him. He's a, like literally about to fucking lose his shit. Like he's about to like commit fucking murder on this guy. Yeah, right. Yeah, because he knows like these guys need to break. They're hot. It's overworked. They're in this uh, the kotatsu with the like the heater on. They're in they're in these suits in the dead yeah. of like you want a cold drink? Fuck out of here! You're talking about you need warm drinks for yeah. winter. <laughs> like I want a beer. It's like no. Nope. Well, Kumatani does his shit. He yells at him like, I can't figure this out. Can you show me? And he puts the fucking bear costume on the director. And the director immediately gets heat stroke. And they're like, oh my god, he's passed out. We have to take a break. We have to take a break. And we find out from, um, who's the, the his partner? Who's the the, 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 the rabbit? Uh, Tobikichi. Yeah, so we find out from him that in his previous job, uh, Kumatani was uh, fired because he punched the fucking director. And we find out, like, throughout the episode, like, nobody knows why he punched the director. Uh, and we find out later on, but I'll get to that in a second. We find yeah. out, basically, he punches the director, and um, they're like, oh, well, you know, we'll vouch for you, so hopefully you keep your job. And he's like, you know how hard it is to and find then, a job? And then, and then Kekito was just like, hey, how you doing? You need anything? We're all good. So basically, Kuma... Yeah. Kumatani made him his bitch. <laughs> Basically, and it was fucking superb. They're like, you know what, we're good. We're gonna, and they were like, we're good, we're good. We'll stop recording. We'll stop recording. And we find out, but at the end of the episode, they show you the fucking video, and it looks like complete shit compared to the video, to, compared to the the winner yeah. one. But they well, go we're, with we're, it. We're, we're we're getting ahead. <laughs> We go with it. And so basically, as they're trying to um, talk to, to Kumatani about, like, you know, the circumstance, Kumatani kind of has a flash. Oh, let, actually, let me back up because I'm, I'm skipping ahead. So they go to do the recording of the show. And as soon as the recording starts, they're like, all right, let's do the ABC exercise. Onisa! Little girl. Uh, yes. Little girl. <laughs> like, how, dare like, you, how dare you interrupt me, you little shit? What do yeah, you want? <laughs> what is harassment? <laughs> <laughs> and he just froze. Like, uh, yeah. like. Like, I, 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 he probably was like, oh, you mean sexual harassment, or and he, he didn't know what to answer. And he came up with a great like response, basically. Like it was a really, really well, like well written and well verbalized action about how you know you have, um, you have harassment, and we have harassment because of stupid people. But you can't go around and like punching stupid people. Sometimes, even though sometimes they need to be punched. And at, this whole time, he's having this long, nice conversation with this girl, like actually like telling her the truth while being depressing and funny at the same time. But this yeah. triggers a flashback, Tani. And we see basically um, he's with two um, he's with two women and he's with his boss and they're yeah. all drinking at a bar and they have like these fake fake they have these fake masks on like this the facade right he's like I gotta keep yeah. this facade this facade and they're all happy like ha 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 and Kumatani's like very straight faced because he's keeping up a fake facade and they see a little cat in a box that's been abandoned they're like take me home please and the 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 his boss is kicking the box kicking the box kicking the box and these women who don't want to like you know lose their jobs or anything like that they're laughing they're just ha 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 and eventually kumatani after a while just fucking breaks loses his shit 
punches the dude in the face and then takes the cat home and that's his his beloved cat that yeah was... like, like now we know where he got that cat from so yeah. I, I i thought that was really sweet like you know yeah, what i would have right. done the same thing i agree i agree i agree totally dude so then basically he triggers that flashback and so after the end of the episode Uramichi's in the smoking room smoking a cigarette and uh kumatani joins him and he's like hey can i have one and he's like i thought you quit and he's like just this one i'll just today i'll just this one. yeah like, like his last cigarette was yeah. basically when um uh, he punched his balls and like he yeah. felt like that was the best cigarette and he felt yeah. that same thing smoking this one. Yeah, he said that that was the best feeling after I put my resignation letter in is when I smoked that cigarette afterwards. He's like, and like you said, he kind of felt that feeling at, at the end. And then the after credit was the actual uh, video itself, and it was really fucking. Shit. Yeah, it was like uh... so. It was funny. And, and, and then he's like, he like, it's great. And then Cooper's like, can we record? Yes. Like, stop watching this crappy video. Like, we gotta record. Yeah, it was funny. It, it it was funny. It wasn't the best Uramichi of the season, but it was a, of course really really reliable. Still, still to me, the only other five star anime besides remake, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, this is definitely. It's, it's Although still... you know. We're gonna finish, by the way, with Duke of Death. Duke of Death to me is really close to a five for me. Yeah, I think this is my. I think this might have been my favorite of the week. <laughs> Duke of Death. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I agree. Duke of Death for sure was my favorite of the week, and um, I like I said, I'm really. It's a four and a half at this point for me. But yeah, we'll, but we'll close we'll off with it. that. We'll we'll but uh, again, great episode. Uh, we're gonna get to uh, Realist here real quick. Yeah, Realist. This is a good episode. You know, there's not a lot. You can really note in terms of this week's Realist Hero, basically the battle, like the in, the intramural battle between the three Dukes and Soma begins. And we see a lot of strategy back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And um, we see Hal and who's the um the guy? Which one? Or the girl. Who's the girl? What's the girl's name? <clears throat> the fox girl. The fox girl? Yeah. You know, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, I forgot her name too. But we basically see her and Hal, they start to get closer because they're stuck together in a bunker. And so, like I said, throughout this whole thing, we see the, the wars happening. We see um, the, 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 the woman from the, the Navy. She's in this town that's about to get fucking overrun by this big-ass army. But they're like, oh, we're just buying time for Soma, buying time for Soma. Meanwhile, Soma is battling with the Air Force guy. Um, and, like, you know, it gets, it's all military strategy. Um, but it, it's really interesting in a way, you know, seeing the, this war and see, seeing the strategies unfold. And so the end of the episode basically is um, – realist hero i'm sorry is uh soma basically getting the upper edge over the uh the air force guy and so as stated in the previous episode if any of the sergeants or, or sorry any of the commanders get captured they must automatically basically defect and join the, the whoever captures them so right. basically soma's about to capture the air force guy and the episode ends with the air force coming over to like this focal fort that was built um against the the army um, the king's. I'm uh, sorry. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Gaius. What? What's the fuck? Also, it's name? A, also it's Kaede for uh, the the fox. Kaede. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, we see Kaede and how they start to get closer. They, you know, they're gonna have some fox sex. Who knows? But either way, um, no. But regardless, at the end of the day, like it's really good military strategy, and the episode ends with the uh, Hal and Kaede thinking like, oh no, we're gonna get fucked over because here comes the army. Meanwhile, more than likely. Um, the, the I'm sorry, the Air Force. Sorry, but the Air more than likely the Air Force was caught was captured by Soma, and they're going to be helping the fort, um, that's being attacked by the army right now. So, um, 
it's really hard for me to describe it further because there's so many different pieces, so many different characters that aren't like they're focal right now. But in it, terms it, of the it's just more of this. This was just a war episode that you get to see so much tragedy. That's all I saw the episode. Yeah, at. yeah, 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 yeah. Man, it wasn't a bad episode by any means. It was. But no, but I feel like, but I feel like, yeah, it is. The, I feel like it needed to happen because again, they're in the, they're in the middle of a war in general. You need to see what you could do yeah. outside of outside yeah. of that so like that yeah. we got to see that so that yeah. it was needed in that regard like hey yeah. um don't fuck with me yeah i concur it's very good and like i said this as i always say with with realist hero is a great series to watch only because it's such a unique take on the isekai trope it's not an op guy like sukamichi sukamichi is very much isekai where the guy is fucking stupidly op and dominates everything versus realist hero where the hero isn't op at all he's just super cunning and super smart um and it's really good it's a really good like you know, difference in it. You know what I mean? Like, is it the best right. series ever? No, not by any means. Yeah, like I said, for, for, the, for, the con- for the concept, it's really good if you want yeah. that, but in terms of yeah. an actual, if we're ranking AC Kai's, mm-hmm. I wouldn't consider a great one. It's just, it's mm-hmm. it's standard. It's standard. <laughs> I wouldn't call it standard because it's so unique. I wouldn't, it's just not. Well, I, I mean, like, like in the, the not, overall, the overall thing, like, I would put it in the middle. Like, I would, I would put special. it in the middle ranking, yeah. Yeah, it's not special, but it's not shitty by any means. And, yeah, it's it's hard. It's harmless. That it's a solid three. It's a solid three. Yeah, uh, but again, a good one. Uh, again, with so much intelligence, we had to see that in action in the in the battlefield, which again heavily needed. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's, let's get some detectives. <laughs> I was just about to say detective. Thank you. You read my mind. Uh, but yeah, um, I don't know. I can't consider this a great one to be honest. Detective. Like I like the dynamic of Siesta and Kibihiko, but I feel like outside of that, I think you're mad because of the fact that this kind of proved that freaking uh, that I uh, was right <laughs> that you were that you were wrong with what, dude? I don't think that Natsunagi is fucking hell. I don't I, think that. I I still no, I, I still believe that. that's her. <laughs> I don't think how, but I mean, so then why? So all right, long story short, let me break it down really fast, and then we can talk about. It. So basically, um, to uh. What's her face? The, the the idol girl takes um Natsunagi and Kimi. Uh, Yui. Yui. Yui takes uh Natsunagi and Kimi on a um on a cruise as a thank you, eight day cruise. And you know, uh Kimi's like, ah, you didn't have to do that, but whatever. And early in the episode, we see that uh, Ch- uh Char um is on the boat herself and she said basically that there's a vestige of siesta on this boat i don't know what it is and i don't know where it is but it's on this boat and then they have a conversation like hey like why didn't you even fucking like take up for siesta after she died like you should be the one that's taking over and so natsunagi interjects and say i have her heart i'm gonna be the one to do it you know and so um they're like oh yeah you are the one whatever they have like a disagreement basically and so um char and kimi have like a heart-to-heart basically and you know it's fine like whatever like you know you're the one that's really bound by siesta and you know i'm gonna try and find her vestige my way and you can find it your way and then we see more like interaction between natsunagi and kimi as they get closer and you know uh, uh natsunagi continues to develop more feelings for um for kimi 
And the episode ends with uh, Natsunagi. She says, I'm going to go to bed. Like, okay, whatever. They're at a bar. They, you know, they have a drink. And she's like, I'm going to go to bed. Okay, whatever. Um, and so she goes to bed. Next day, we find out she got kidnapped. She's being held. They want the vestige. They can't find the vestige. They use uh, Yui's eye, the left eye, the ruby, the sapphire eye to try and find her. Can't find her. And then we see Yui and Kimi have, you know, another, like, heart-to-heart themselves. And like, he's like, all right, I actually got this figured out. Go. Like, get yeah. everyone out. Like, yeah. all right, all right, chameleon, come on out. Yeah, and he says, Chameleon, come on out. And fucking Chameleon has Natsunagi. And Natsunagi's like, kill me. And Kimi's like, nope, I'm not going to let it go down like it did. I'm going to die before you. And fucking shoots, presumably, at uh, Chameleon to end the episode. So, based on the fact that Chameleon has, he- uh, I'm sorry, has Natsunagi, um, two things. Either A, Natsunagi is in hell, or B, if Natsunagi is hell, who has Siesta's heart, like, oh my god, hold on. What the- oh, sh- Oh, Jesus. A burglar came in. Oh, my God. No, I saw a giant carpenter ant on oh. my desk. Whoa. I don't think I killed it either. Oh, motherfucker. Whoa. The hunt is on. <laughs> oh, my God. Hold on. Be right back, folks. We're going to take an unprompted commercial break really quick. While I, I, I will entertain the people while he comes back. <laughs> I need to get some bug spray. BRB. Alrighty. Uh, I will talk in the meantime. Uh... Ethan is definitely fucking wrong in this. Uh, I definitely do believe uh, Nagisa is still hell in the sense of, yeah, uh, hell has CS's heart. And now uh, the fact that Nagisa has this backwards story to trick Kibihiko. I don't think trick, but like I feel like there's something in there. Like It's more of her own person, but at the same time, definitely hiding something. So <laughs> I still believe I'm right. And... I know he's wrong as he yells for that. And the crack where he fell. Hopefully it gets it. Alrighty. I don't think you're right. <laughs> I, I would just tell people how I'm right while you were gone. Uh, no, I heard you. I, I put my headphones on and I was like setting out. Uh, yeah, he, he, he's fucking wrong. Let's <laughs> fuck this guy. Bro, it's crazy, too, because my fucking desk is actually made out of wood. So I don't know how the fuck Carpenter I managed to get in my house to begin with. But uh, it somehow slipped through the cracks. <laughs> huh, I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I, I'm willing to put a bet on this. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, solid episode of of, uh, of Duke. I'm sorry. of I'm um, sorry. Uh, detective. detective. <laughs> of Detective. Sorry. And our, on our nose, Duke is under Detective. So that's why we said that. No, another solid episode of Detective. Um... Yeah, we got three more episodes. We'll see where it goes. Um, are you hoping for a season two? Uh, with how it's being developed, yes and no. I, I guess it depends on if they go with Nagisa revealing to Kibi about her act, her real self. I guess it depends on that. We, we will see. Uh, we got with those three episodes left. Yeah. Uh, okay, now let's get to the hot spring episode. No, I want to go with Aquatope. All right, let's do Aquatope. I want to do Aquatope. Aquatope is one of our favorites. This season wasn't necessarily the best. Man, there's a lot of lightning outside my house. Um, if we get cut off, you know why. Anyway, um, Aquatope is one of our ones that we love, but um, this week was kind of a shitty week for Kukuru, wasn't it? Oh, this... Uh, I am on neither of their side for this one. <laughs> yeah, it's really tough to be on either of their sides, for sure. Like, I'm definitely not on the fucking... On the other woman's side, but Kukuru definitely was immature as fuck in this episode yeah well we will we'll get to that uh yeah let, what, what what was her name i don't fucking <laughs> yeah like, ah, bitch i don't fucking know uh chiyu 
Hey, hey, Baru Chiru. Chiru. And you just see Kukuru with the knife. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm gonna cut her. <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, this. Yeah. And then uh, Grandpa's like to Kukuru, like, Hey, could you show her around today? He's like, eh. I, mean, I guess. And mm-hmm. she's like, She's really strict with the knife. Like, she wants to cut you. Mm-hmm. Like, like we're, we're, we're training this person from a bigger aquarium that's gonna lose our aquarium. Like, the fuck. And then you see Chiyu actually knowing her stuff, like especially with the rare fishes, like what food is what, who, who guessed that certain food. Mm-hmm. But um, all right, I'm going to talk about Kukuru, how I'm disappointed in her as a character in, the, in this specific sense. Go ahead. This, I get you are a child, but the fact that you she's have She's 18. Big, you know that. I, she's 18. Like, I know, but like, she's, she's, young compared, like, she's young compared to her. She's not that much younger. The, a girl who graduated from college, so she's like 22, 23. Yeah, but that's it. Cuckoo is still in school, so I gotta say she's like 16, 17. No, she's 18. No, the other one. The other one is the idol. The idol. The the the, the other one. Fuka's 18 because they said that she's the same age. So if you read the if you read the description, they call Fuka. I'm sorry, they call Cuckoo 18. And this, in the anime, this episode specifically, when they have that heart to heart, um, she mentions like, "Oh, I look at you like an older sister, even though we're the same age." They're both 18 at this point, but. Fuka, because um, she's been through more shit in like the real world, has a more mature outlook than Kukuru. Um, so that's what I gather from that. So they're okay. not really kids, even though Kukuru acts like one. She's not really yeah. one. Okay. Uh, but anyway, uh, when you have this responsibility, you still have to be professional. Like I learned that. Mm-hmm. I even learned that in the wrestling business. No matter how much you dislike someone, mm-hmm. you have to be professional. Mm-hmm. But the fact that Showing that immaturity shows he's not really hit to handle that type of position. Mm-hmm. But for Chiyu, for how she was talking down at her, mm-hmm. was also not proper. Because again, it's still technically a kid in a sense. Mm-hmm. Like, like she's still young. She like she sees it's different. Like just because so there was no reason for her to be this passive aggressive type thing towards her. Mm-hmm. Like like you like basically, hey, you fucking suck. You should not be here. Like yeah hey what are you even doing here like your grandfather doesn't care no mm-hmm. one cares here just you like you need to grow up type of thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but i'm getting ahead of myself with that but i just want to say like they're both in the wrong i'm on neither side i but, agree again it was just a shitty thing but basically uh chiu is talking to the her actual company he's like i'm not learning anything mm-hmm. so why am i ba- like why am i even here like no you got mm-hmm. here to ser- you're here to deserve og mm-hmm because he's his legendary aquarium director. Mm-hmm. And then, but when Chiyu sees him, it's just like, you see kids playing, playing Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, mm-hmm. no one's, no one's paying attention. Yeah, basically. The but it, but, but as, they've all been there. Yeah, as we learned, it, so basically, the woman wants to learn literal aquarium, like, a little, like, literal advice and literal tricks of the trade of being a director of an aquarium. And so... As we see with the old man, the old man throughout this time that she was shadowing him was just very friendly with everybody and talking with all these locals who are here all the time. At this point, the only customers that are here are the ones that frequent it all the time, not hardly any new people. It's just people that frequent the the aquarium a lot. And so she thinks, like, I'm not learning anything because, like, you know, he's just an old man who's given up and, you know, he knows his aquarium's going to die out, so he doesn't give a fuck anymore. But, and Kukuru but there, there's a deep, but the, same, the, the deeper but, meaning. Yeah, yeah, she's not seeing it. That's the Yeah, thing. she's not seeing the fact that in order for you to have all these people come back, you have to build meaningful relationships. And it's kind of a, you know, for all the stuff we hear about Japanese work environments in terms of yeah. how, like, how, how, 
you know, detrimental they are to your health, how grinding and taxing and how right. you overworked and abused. Um, it's also the opposite effect in terms of some places are super endearing. They go out of their way to make everything personable and make everything memorable. And that is basically the goal of the director and Kukuru to a lesser extent and all the staff in general. Um, the biggest example is after she complains to the fucking to her chief, like, I'm not learning anything. I want to transfer it. But the next day we see the boys again and they're playing their Yu-Gi-Oh cards and Fuka goes like, hey, you're not going to look at any of the fish. They're like, no. And they're like, what do you mean? And they they literally just go on like a kukuru binge. They're like, this one is this one. This one does this. This one does this. This one's there. This one's there. This one does this. And then the older people like, hey, uh, did you know that they moved recently? Like, oh, shit. That's right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And it was like, wow. And Fuka becomes really happy. And she's like, oh, she's like, yay. You know, you do listen, whatever. They, they do. They're just, just they've yeah. been here so much they like the atmosphere the it's basically a place to hang out yeah by the way did you go over how fuka and and kukuru and their uh their heart to heart uh i did not yet uh no but um basically uh or this what we went over but uh but yeah fuka told kukuru like hey you know you were kind of immature and kukuru kind of realizes that but it's like i wish she didn't tell me that like so she didn't want to hear from someone else yeah 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 like i know you're right but god damn it yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, eventually, and then Fuka says, "Hey, do you want to sleep holding hands?" Mm-hmm. And uh, Kuk- and then Kukuru kind of like ah 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 ah. <laughs> don't worry, it's, it's just hand holding, not finger. Don't calm down. <laughs> I sent you that. It's funny. I sent you the picture, and I was like, "Oh, Yuri!" And then when you actually well, watch it, so there's not a, really much Yuri context. It, it, it's, it's more of a friendship type. Thing. Like, it's oh. definitely more friendship, and it's like, ah, oh, so funny. so we're getting the mix of it from the OP, the ED, and this. <laughs> I love. I can't. Tell I feel like it's, I think I feel like it's going to be a very game. slow development. I think that's the thing. No, I bro. I think her. I think Kai and Kukuru are going to get together. Um, Fuka. I don't know what the fuck is going to go on with Fuka. But Speaking of, that's how the episode ended. Uh, Fuka got a phone call from her kohai. Uh, yeah, from the idol group. So yeah, she's like, I have and something to tell so, you. Do you have so phone? I feel like like, hey, we want you back. I bet you, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's gonna and, that would surprise that's, me. And that's gonna give Kuguru a heartbreak, and then uh, yeah. eventually Fuka is gonna say, uh, "I'm not gonna join." Type of thing. I think that's where we're gonna get to. If that's the case, then I think it'll be nice. It'll be nice for sure, for sure. I mean, she gave up a fucking a, a, a entertainment career to be a fucking aquarium attendant, but that speaks of volumes in terms of you know where she's at in her life and what she feels and things of nature. So I agree, it's gonna be very telling as that uh, episode potentially comes over or not. Uh, but yeah, uh, again, okay episode. It was just more of a disappointment in terms of characters, but all of the other side characters were the ones that shine, like the people, the regular aquarium attendees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was definitely good. And, oh, we forgot one more thing. One of the other things that the boys mentioned is the the little boy. Uh, there's two boys. One is smaller than the other boy, but one of the other ones says, I come here often because, you know, the fish, whatever. But he also mentions, when I was younger, I saw my dead dog. Um, and right. he, was, so... he was swimming with the he was swimming in the fishes and I called his name and he barked and he was happy to see me. So that also strikes Fuka because of the fact that, you know, she random people she doesn't even know. Um just like Kukuru experienced with the man, they're all, all experiencing the phenomenon of Gamma Gamma. And I that's something that I, I'm sure will happen much later as the season as the show ends. I, and, I, but I, I, and I'm, I can't I'm, wait I'm hoping she I'm hoping she uses it eventually. Uh who the the bitch? Yeah, to you. Yeah. Maybe. I'm hoping she eventually sees it. 
I'm man, I just I that's the biggest mystery of the show, and that's one of the reasons why we keep watching it because that it's such a beautiful mystery too. Like why, where, how? Like I can't wait to see how that unfolds because that's also be- speaking of Kukuru also tries to go to the uh, the new aquarium. It looks like she's trying to. I know she's trying to no. vandalize it. No, she's gonna go speak to the fucking girl. I think no, because she was at the she was at the site where the aquarium's being built at night. So. No, she wasn't at the site. She was driving to the site, and she was driving downtown to downtown. Like, I, I, feel like she, but I feel like she's gonna try to do something. This is what I'm getting. She's gonna. I think she's gonna go. It might be reckless, but I think she's gonna go visit at the hotel. We we will see. I I guess either that or she's just gonna vandalize. I don't think she's that immature. I I hope not. I'm really hoping not. <laughs> I don't think she's that. But immature. but we yeah. will we will see. <laughs> Now, let's get to the onsen episode of Girlfriend to Girlfriend. All right, we got a hot spring episode. This was the best episode of Girlfriend to Girlfriend. Yes, Not we just got the Nikisa's ass. I mean, yes, but we also, best girl, got screen time. All four <laughs> girls now, finally. <laughs> yes, and then it's just the over the top uh, comedy with Anoya holding the sake in Nagisa's hand the whole time. Bro, you pimping, what do you mean? Uh, bitch, be pimping. He's super pimping, bro. Like all these people are like, oh, is he with them both? Yeah. Uh, before that, though, uh, they go to the they go to the mall for shopping, and then uh, Saki and Nagisa are like, oh, let's just keep it platonic, mm-hmm. no romance. And you see them both going for the breath mint, like you yeah. two timing, bitch. While Rika is trailing them, by the way, Rika is trailing. Yes. Them about what's going on? Uh, actually, before that, uh, Shino tries to talk to Nori, like, hey, uh, before you leave, can I talk to you? And Saki's like, nope, we're going. Bye. <laughs> They're like, are you two timid? It's like, nope. Uh, fuck you. I love. But anyway, but anyway, uh, Saki and Nagisa, uh, both grab the the mint. Is like, what the fuck you doing? And then Nagisa's like, mm-hmm. you know what? We're gonna make this about you today. Mm-hmm. This like, this this whole weekend is about you getting your first. Yeah, 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 you should like you should be getting the kiss first. You've been dating him first. Yeah. So. And even so, though even though Nagisa hates it deep down. <laughs> basically, yeah. And so basically, as Matt said, they end up um holding hands a lot throughout the episode, which is shocking to a lot of the, the onlookers. And they get in front of the onsen, and right as they're about to enter, Rika shows up and she's like, I was tailing you guys, and she steals Naoya away from him. Um, and they're like bullshitting back and forth. And then Shino Shino shows up and, and she's, she's like, like, Hey, what are you doing? And then Nagisa's like Hey, I'm actually here with Rika. No, she was like, she goes like, Shino or Saki Saki. Is he two timing you? He is two timing you, isn't he? And then fucking uh, Noya was like, shit, she's on us. And then Nagisa, fucking Nagisa is so clutch. Nagisa is so fucking clutch. Literally grabs Rika and was like, I came here with Rika Chan, and we just happened to run into them, so we're gonna go inside. Bye now. Well, well, first is like, no, like here's the phone, like. I like you squeal. I fucking showed this. I upload this. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah we're here together. Yeah, she that she did blackmail. Fucking, she did blackmail her and was like, yeah, if you say shit, I'm gonna fucking reveal your Milika. And then they leave. And then fucking Saki and uh, Naoya leave. Oh, and before that, we forgot to mention how there's a couple in front of them, like an older adult couple, and they're like, oh, I can't wait to get in the onsen. In the in the onsen, oh, we're gonna get, we're gonna do it all night long. And they're like, oh, like it starts triggering like the sexual thoughts. And Naoya's like, oh, so this is what you meant by you wanted to be with me. Whatever. He was like freaking out. He was yeah, like freaking out about it. And she's like, no. Saki's like, no. Well, I didn't not think that. And I was like, oh, horny Saki comes back out. The so, so even Saki's like, it's probably going to happen today. This is the perfect setting if we actually have sex. Yeah, right. So, so she's so she's like, she's ready. Her, her, she's like meant to like. She's expecting it to happen. Oh, the manko wants to chimpo so bad with her. Oh yeah, but definitely uh, wants chimpo. 
But anyway, so as they get there, like they get to the rooms and they're trying to figure out what's up. Both people, both parties get to the rooms trying to figure out what's up. I, nobody knows what the fuck happens to Shino uh, until next episode. We'll find out. Um, and by the way, Shino had the most cute, the cutest, clueless face. She's like, what the fuck is going on? It was so cute. But anyway, so <laughs> Rika and, and Nagisa end up going in the onsen. And fucking Naya's crazy ass leaves Saki and is like, we need Nagisa in this room. So he literally runs across the roof, jumps yeah. <laughs> onsen and was like nagisa you need to come with us nagisa you need to come with us it's keep in Nagi, mind it's, it's, it's nagisa by the way either way so anyway, <laughs> nagisa is, <laughs> is butt fucking naked and yeah. like the, fucking now is getting closer and closer and closer and closer as he's trying to talk to her 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 and then nagisa's like no this is about saki and she fucking runs back inside puts her panties back on puts a top her dress Lost back the on door. Locks the door, runs away, but leaves Naoya alone with an also naked Milika. And then she's like, and how dare you so flirt that, in front of me? Yeah, and, the, and the fucking Rika's like, how dare you flirt in front of me just for that? I'm going to seduce the hell out of you. And that's how the episode ends. It felt like Nagisa forgot uh, Rika was there and oh, just please. left him alone. Oh. Completely with the one person you don't want around. But you know what I think is gonna happen? Shino's gonna come somewhere in that fucking in that thing and find out stuff. I feel like uh is gonna get on top of Shino somehow, like accidentally like slip and <laughs> like Shino's like, ah, oh, I'm here, may as well enjoy the hot spring type thing. Basically. Yeah. I mean if you're there, yeah, I'd throw do the same. Yeah, I'm here, may as well. <laughs> I wish Shino like had a boyfriend so that way like it would kinda like de establish like she even though you mentioned she's not part of the thruple, like Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, I don't know. I, I wish it was more established that way. But either way, to me, this is the best episode of the show of the season. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is definitely a great episode. Uh, I laugh very, a lot. Uh, definitely a lot of laughs. Uh, we got two episodes left. So mm. There's definitely going to be a season two. Mm, as much as it's cringy, I can't wait to see it. Yeah, uh, we're, we're like that with Rent-A-Girlfriend, let's be fair. Yeah, I, I, I'm not so much looking forward to Rent-A-Girlfriend because it was that cringy. It was that goddamn cringy, dude. Um, we, we will see what happens. <laughs> <sighs> let's let's see what the trailer gives us. Indeed. All right, let's, let's get to remake. Our second to last episode um, of this week's podcast. We'll get to remake. It was a sad episode. It was a I, yeah. Like, I, I, I'm glad we're getting all this. Uh, me too. But I was just so damn sad, dude. So yeah. basically, uh, I'll run this one down. So yeah. yeah. So fucking Naoya is uh, Naoya. Fucking Kyoya. <laughs> <laughs> So many, Too many Noyas, so many Nagisas. Yotia, so many... Yotia na- multiple Nagisas, Yotia, Kyoya, fucking Naoya, Naoyo. Naoto. Naoto, that's what I meant to say. Fucking bro, so many, like, god damn. Anyway, so Kyoya is lost as fuck, like, trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Like He's like, I have a family, I don't know. And it, later on in the episode, it's funny how he gets embarrassed when he's in bed with Shino. And Shino's like, fucking got her titties all out, and he's like embarrassed. Like, bro, you fucked her and you have a kid. Like, yeah, but he doesn't recall it. That's the thing. Uh, bro, I would be like, oh, I'd be trying to see the fucking shit out of Shino's Manko. See if the curtains <laughs> match the drapes and whatnot. But anyway, we digress. So he's trying to find out basically what's going on with, with the situation. Um, He finds out that he works for um a middle tier gaming company. And he's like a direct, he's a manager of some sort of direction or some shit. And um, he's co-workers with Kanesegawa. So he meets up with Kanesegawa. And he's, we find out that he's still being dependent on in this day Well, and first, age. you forgot to mention, uh, uh, Shino Aki says she, she told him that like she doesn't draw anymore. No, that's later. I'm, I'm no, 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 no. That was the beginning. The other oh. girl was, she doesn't. No, this no, is no. During, this is during no. breakfast. 
No, she doesn't mention it during this was she mentions it during dinner. No, that's it. I'm saying she mentioned that she didn't, but she explained why at the end. No, incorrect. She, so they, there's three different segments in which she talks to, to when in which Kyoya and Shinoaki are alone. The first segment is the breakfast where, you know, they're talking to just being a normal family. Second part is the dinner that night. And that's when he finds out that she didn't draw. And then the next day, like, he gets shit faced. And then, then he okay, has okay. Where he okay, fine, fine, the three fine, different, fine, fine, fine. <laughs> interactions. We'll get to them momentarily. So anyway, he goes to work and we find out he's being dependent on to fix problems. They go to their illustrator, who's now a popular illustrator herself she's got over two hundred thousand followers and the theme of this show is losing one's creative direction you hear this a lot i don't know what i'm drawing anymore i don't know what i'm doing anymore this is the the theme of today's uh, of remakes uh show that week and so she basically he says she says that to kyoya who who's quite able to quickly deduce like it's not a matter of you not being able to produce stuff it's like you have something definitely more going on mentally and so that they was, have that, her name was ayaka right Minoru uh, ayaki? yeah ayaki yeah something like that okay Ayaki Yank. But in any case, yeah. So she finds out from from the from the, the the drawer that you know I can't I don't know what I'm drawing anymore. And he goes over to her sketchboard and sees something very similar to what Shino did. And we find out like, oh, there was a woman that used to draw like this and it inspired me so much. And Kyoya loved it and basically gave her like an uh, an impetus to keep drawing, keep going, and that was great. Then as she goes to dinner, like he's in a good mood because of what he found out from the from the director and how everything went well, blah blah blah. And he mentions, Oh yeah, there's a comp a drawing competition. Shino, did you enter it? Shino says, I stopped drawing a while ago. This blows Kyoya's mind. She's like, what do you mean? She's like, you know, and it kind of passes by, but this really upsets Kyoya. And so Kyoya the next day um, has a conversation with the manager, even though it wasn't his problem, typical work problems. It's not your problem, but you're going to be blamed for the end result. So he has like a, a argument with the boss. Um, but then with Kanasagawa um, is there and she's like, hey, do you want to have lunch? And they try to have a conversation, but Kanasagawa has to go. But they have a nice moment between them. So when Kyoya gets back to his desk after lunch, he starts researching everybody else. He's like, okay, Shino doesn't draw anymore. What's going on with everybody else? So he looks up Nanako. Nanako only has a 1,000 followers and quit singing months prior to yeah. that. And then we find out also he starts looking up Suryuki. And Suryuki just, like he said, gave up his career completely. It doesn't yeah, there's like nothing anymore. about him doesn't even show up in google anymore and he's really he's bothered by this he's so bothered so bothered and fucking he gets shit faced that night yeah because basically he's like I, I only helped that myself and i yeah, ruined everyone else I ruined everyone else's for my success and it really bugs him really hit him down deep like you know this was the sacrifice that i made to find my happiness i've ruined everybody else and he gets super hammered that night comes home smelling like beer and he's like i'm so sorry shino aki i'm so sorry i'm so sorry he starts crying in her lap and you know i, I felt a little emotional watching that because you see like um his daughter was like oh no papa's like a kid and started petting his head and stuff i was like oh my god that was adorable <laughs> and sad and so kyoya sobers up she puts uh shinaki puts their, their daughter to sleep maki puts their daughter to sleep and they have a conversation in the living room and she's like you know i, I don't think i ever told you why i stopped drawing and kyoya of course is no jack shit because he doesn't remember anything from the from the 11 year time skip we find out that the game was super successful as was anticipated it was super successful and that um even without suryuki they continue to make more games and they continue to find success find success find success but it was more of not what she wanted to draw was, in the beginning. Was, yeah, she found herself like it became less and less fun. It wasn't her drawing style. And uh, and Kyoya realizes like, oh, man, I stunted her her development and her love. Yeah. 
for the for for the right reason. For the, I did it for the right reasons, but it ended up with the wrong result because I never meant to stifle her. But he stifled her so much with the with you know professionalism and shit like that that he basically snuffed out her love for the art. And she repeats the same thing that the other drawer said. I lost my. I I don't know what I'm drawing for anymore. Except when Shinoaki said that and she realized that she quit altogether and there was nothing or no one to stop her. And she's like, I know, like you know, I never told you and I thought you would have gotten over it but it seems to have really been bothering you and i'm so sorry i didn't tell you sooner and you know and all the case and you and know she, and she's still and she never blamed them and she it's not your fault at all and it just gets kyoya teary-eyed again and she grabs kyoya by the head and puts her on her bosom and you know it's okay it's not your fault and the episode ends with kyoya just fucking crying in her fucking in her in her bosom and it, it's just a really sad reality of a you know, if you don't know what you're what you're doing your your love for, what are you doing it really for? And then B, right. you know, like the, the the cost of success, you know. And I, again, I mentioned that last There's week. There's consequences, and so, yeah. And I, you know, you never think about that from my perspective when I mentioned like, you know, I would love to go back in my past life, go back to my, you know, the first day of high school and I would have changed my whole life and I know my life would be better. But then, you know, how much different would anybody because I'm fairly certain I wouldn't have hardly any of the acquaintances that I have now. But I'm and I'm so curious to know like what would happen in terms of the the relationships that you formed and the the the, the you know the bonds and the moments, how different would other people's lives have changed if they didn't if they hadn't met me, would they have done something? Would they have done better? Would they have done worse? You know, the domino effect of changing your life is so real and so powerful that like it really makes you question everything, you know. I mean, not just for your sake, because it's an, right. it's a it's a naturally selfish instinct to want what's best for you, but and not think about putting others in the same position you are and whether or not they'll be in the same level of success or not as they were previously or as yeah. they deserved or whatever the circumstance may be. So um, it was a very richly powerful episode um, bless you, and very Thank sad you. as well. So. Um, yeah. So, so can we confirm Keiko is technically the antagonist with how she was with uh, Kyoya before he got back to like ten years later? I mean, we haven't seen her since. I would venture to say, yeah, because she was the she was the fulcrum to to yeah. this change. She's been the fulcrum to a lot of, and she's the one that's been saying yes to his stuff. Yeah, I. And it's really, like, hey, this is what you really. Want I don't know to- if I want to call her an antagonist, but. You know, like it's kind of like you know what 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 Keiko reminds me of, like when you think of um of uh this is the night before Christmas and you have yeah. like the guy that goes to Christmas past, Christmas future, and Christmas present. Oh, um, Christmas Carol, yeah, 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 yeah. And like that guy isn't an antagonist because he's not evil. He's just showing the guy like you know the alternate universes. That's kind of what Keiko reminds me of in that instance. And this story kind of I kind of correlate the the, the two together in terms of like sense, yeah. past present or past future and now present you know what i'm saying like what's gonna happen in the present so um i don't think there will be a season two for this um i think that they'll come to a conclusion at some point with this i think they, i think they definitely will i think that we got like what two episodes left three oh we have four actually because it's 13 episode and it's only on episode nine that's so, 12 episodes is it 12 i thought it was 13 I'm looking at it now. So it's 12. Well, okay, so we have three episodes left. Yeah, we have three episodes left. I don't think they'll do a season two. I think they'll come to a conclusion. Um, it kind of also, and I'm really hoping it doesn't end up. Do you remember? Do you watched um by um uh something by the gods, right? The one that was made from the director of Planad. That was a couple seasons ago, like three seasons ago. Oh, the day I, the day I became a god. The day I became a god. I'm yes, hoping. Yes. I'm hoping because you know, 
I, I was so disappointed by that show. I and was I'm hoping, too. And I'm hoping Remake doesn't take on that same characteristic because I kind of have a small vibe like that. Like, it's going to be some, like, crazy, like, twist. Like, it already in, in, did the twist. The only difference between the two, I think, is that Remake has a considerably, like, hugely better uh, plot line and and the way that it's been and, followed and, and it has a chance for a proper execution and has a chance for a proper execution exactly but um, if but not then time, have that same vibe that that dave the, the, the god gave me where it hits you with emotional points and it got you invested in certain aspects but then the end kind of fell apart and the beginning itself like it the beginning doesn't compare but i'm just worried about that end i just hope that end doesn't disappoint me if they're not going to do a second season and they're going to come with a definitive conclusion oh, in episodes well it, well, if it's somehow bad that we're we're gonna agree with those older men that says uh, KO's a fucking bitch, and <laughs> yeah, how I mean, dare you? <laughs> I'm optimistic about it, but we never know, especially with animes. You know what I mean? So it is what it is. From I, that I, 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 I trust me. I want this to go well in terms of how it ends. I do as well because again, every, I don't have a number one yet. It really depends on how they end. That's what it's all going to boil down to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I need something to end in a the best way possible in the terms mm-hmm. of what they're going with the story. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, and this does have a chance. I just hope. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is definitely, yeah, definitely a sad episode. And as Ethan said, it's about the consequences of the consequences of your actions. How he basically held down uh, Shidaaki and Suryuki with their the right in the draw and. Yeah, it made it made him lose their passion. While he made money, he's a president of this big development company. He's, he's a higher up manager, but he's part yeah. of the high- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, like he's higher up in the company. He yeah. has a, and also a rank in than Kagesawa. And and Kanesagawa has a lower rank than what she had beforehand because Kanesagawa was the president of whatever yeah. company, and now she's just you know not lowly, but she's not in a higher position. Like you said, Kyoya has a higher position than than Kanesagawa. <laughs> So um, everyone is affected by Kyoya. Kyoya found his success. He's got a stable job. He's got a whole family with the woman that he he loved the most when, you know, she was inspired by all that, bro. Like, it's pretty wild. So um, I don't know. I, we'll see. I, something tells me Keiko. Like, I just have that feeling now. Keiko's going to be like that Christmas past, Christmas present, Christmas future thing. Uh, we're going to find out. It all depends on if we see her again. Yeah, we will. Uh, I'm I think sure we will. I was wondering what encounter. she's going to say. It'll be a chance encounter. Like, I think, you know, honestly, if I'm going to foreshadow, I think somehow uh, Kyoya is going to meet Nanako and meet uh, Surayuki in this in this current timeline. In the and next episode. He'll be affected by whatever they say or whatever happens. And then he'll be depressed again. And in his moment of depression or in his moment of being lost, Keiko, be right there. Keiko comes up and Sashiburi, Kyoya-san. Keiko! And then, you know, they end up having that conversation about what he's learned and, you know, there'll be revelations on why he went on this journey and why and she what, took And what did he actually do? Yeah, exactly. And then also, I'm very curious in terms of maybe something with his sister. Because, you know, his sister hasn't been around since the we first have, episode. Yeah, I wonder. So maybe, like, where, where is she? Yeah, may, and she's, if you look at the cast of, um, of Remake on analyst she's included as one of the major characters there so i'm very curious to know that perhaps maybe she has something to play with it as well that could be a, another unexpected twist that we just thought of so i mean there's there's avenues for this to go and i'm really excited to see where it does go um and i have optimism that it's going to go well but we have to stick around to see 
All right, now it's time for the main events. Probably one of my favorite episodes of the weekend, especially in terms of what we're watching together. Duke of Death and his maid. <laughs> it is the best episode of the season because it is the purest. This is by far. Anybody who says about the 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 boy and girl of the season and the fucking the, the couple of the season, it, it's by a, a wide margin. It's got to be Bochan and fucking Alice because it just. They're so awesome. They're so fucking perfect. It just it's a stupendous love story. It's a painful love story because they can't touch each other, but it's as much as it's funny with Alice being perverted, it's it's also pure because of how unconditionally these two have feelings for each other and how potent they are and how real they are. Man, it's it's fucking I, it's I'm not so gonna lie. I was I would special. I'm not gonna lie, I actually would love to see Tim Burton direct this. <laughs> Oh man, that would be. If there was like a live action adaptation. Yeah, or like a super CGI. I mean, this is all CGI, but I'm not... I know, but I think, but I, I think it could be done a live action. Yeah, man, like that would that would be fucking beautiful, dude. But I, I, I mean, he peaked, but I feel like this is something yeah. he would actually sink his teeth into to make. You could, yeah, I could see it. I could fucking see it totally, dude. Uh, but. Before... Um... But before we get to the main stuff, we're going to talk about the little small tidbits that really didn't matter, which is basically um, the Walter and the what was the sister's name? Viola. Viola, yeah, they're 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 sitting at the family dinner with the mother. It got awkward, mm-hmm. and then Viola was like, "Oh yeah, she's definitely pissed." Uh, mm-hmm. We really didn't see much of it after that, so we didn't see the mother's reaction. And then we see Zane following Kaf, who like mm-hmm. Kaf's chopping on her own because. Um, Viola told Zane to stop babysitting Kaf to like let her learn stuff on her own, mm-hmm. and he does for a while. Then like, oh shit, she has no money. Like, oh wait, yeah, she has money. She knew what cash meant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then uh, she, excuse me, she almost got pickpocketed. And then uh, she, she met, she like, hey, this is my money. Don't Zane trust mm-hmm. me with it. Uh, eventually, mm-hmm. she slipped, almost had her head fall on the spike. Mm-hmm. So the kid did. The kid did. Mm-hmm. So Kaf saves the kid, but drops the groceries. Even though Zane, like, he's there to help pick it up. Like, oh yeah, like, what are mm-hmm. you doing? Like, you're not gonna break your habits. I was like, no. So it shows mm-hmm. how much Zane really cares about Kaf. Mm-hmm. It's it's cute too. Now the main, now the main stuff. The main uh, story. So basically, yes. yeah. So basically, the episode the episode begins with Alice dreaming about her mother. Um, she's butt ass naked, of course, but she's uh, dreaming about her mother. She's dreaming about a time when uh, Alice was still sickly and her mother was still around in the main house as the main as the main maid. And we see basically Alice's first interactions with Bolchan and how she's starting to have a crush on him. And her mother finds out and teases her a little bit, but it was quite adorable. And when you know, her mother kisses her on the head and says, I love you. She wakes up from the dream and it was a nice dream. Um, basically, the episode continues with Alice. I'm sorry, with Bochan not being able to sleep. So he's staring outside the balcony into the moon one night. Um, and Alice says, oh, you can't sleep again. Like, yeah. She's like, oh, I'm going to go get some clothes. I'll lay in bed with you. So he lays in bed. Yeah. And they have and he's you like, know, you're actually serious. <laughs> Yeah, you're actually serious, but they end up having a, a nice heart, another heart to heart conversation, like they normally do every week. They know always have some sort of heart to heart, but they have a heart to heart. And um, Alice asks, you know, like what'll happen, like in the future, basically. And Bochan said, "Listen, you know, I want to break the curse. Once we break the curse, I'll break it to my mother that I love you and I want to be with you. And if my mother doesn't accept that." then I'm going to break ties with the family. And Alice stops him immediately and says, no, don't you ever think about the doing that. Don't you dare ever consider it. No, don't do it. Don't do it. 
and she's like, okay. Uh, and they have more of a conversation, and it makes Bochan feel better because they, you know, they talk about, you know, just the intimate love they have for each other. Um, and he's like, I feel better now. I'm gonna go to bed. Okay. Well, you assume Sai, They go to bed, and Alice is closes the door, but you could tell she's super troubled by what Bochan said about, you know, leaving his life yeah. to be with Alice, and so she seeks rob late at night she goes to rob's bed not you know don't do anything crazy but like they end up having tea and she tells rob what's going on her feelings and rob basically says like listen it's best that i keep my real two cents out of this however i will say that your feelings aren't weird your feelings are pure and your feelings and um and your relationship with bochan um comes from a place of fate um and mm-hmm. instead of love he said fate yeah. and um we see a flashback of uh, Actually, see- I, was gonna, I, was gonna, I was gonna take over for this uh, second uh, half <laughs> my bad my bad all right. right uh but before that like the because this part this conversation t- took place a little after like like you first see mm-hmm. alice and then you see her walking home mm-hmm. and then you see Bochan actually going outside to walk alice to her room <laughs> like, mm-hmm. oh, like, like, like you shouldn't be walking down the lonely man like not like no uh, you're with me type of thing like i I want to be a gentleman to make sure you're safe. Well, that's the end of the episode. Uh, was that the end, or was I thought that's, that was the beginning? No, that's too. the end of the episode, dude. That's okay, sorry, so, sorry. No, because I was I, saying like, I, so Rob is in the in between Rob having the conversation with Alice. Rob has a flashback of when right, he was and then place. yeah, then Rob talks about his time with mm. Bochan when they were younger, and mm. he's even about talking about like, hey, um, he's cursed. Uh, you take care of him. Like he didn't know how to feel because he never took care of a child on his own. And especially, the fact that he won't have a father. Like, he, like he's just a butler, not yeah. but like never like this parents or caregiver. Yeah. So he eventually talks about it and then it got to the point where they do somehow get along, but as Bochan got older, they were butting heads because like I he can't handle someone that he can't handle a teenager. Mm-hmm. And that was when he actually seeked out Alice to be the maid for Bochan in this place. Mm-hmm. And you see Alice release while the aunt was like, fucking bitch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all this goes on with uh, Rob having his cigarette. And uh, Bochan talks to him for a little bit. And he actually tells him, like, hey, you should stop smoking type of thing. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I got it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, it, but yeah, it has Alice invited Bochan for tea. And they, actually, and they actually both invite Rob to join them. Like, mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> and... Later on, we get this beautiful moment of those Bochan and Alice in the room together mm-hmm. playing the piano. Like, you see, you see Bochan composing music, and he suggests to Alice, that, like, hey, you should probably sing for when I play sometime. Mm-hmm. And then they do the song of the owl and the pussycat. Mm-hmm. And then you, as Bochan's playing, you see Alice singing it beautifully. And then Alice tells Bochan to join him and like sing for like the owl. While and Alice he was- fucking sung his ass off. I cried. I, I definitely teared up. I shed a couple of tears hearing Bochan's part. That was fucking beautiful. And, Such a beautiful and, and the whole sound song sound like their situation together. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's their exact situation. And yeah. It was it was so powerful, and it, one of the things, as much as we we like to laugh about the perviness, is like as much as we like to talk about the CGI, like. But there's a real genuine love, and and the there. love story. But the music, I want, I was getting at the music. The music, the musical compositions throughout this series are phenomenal. Mainly piano based. Um, it always 
always contributes to the the mood of the of, of the scene whether it's right. dark whether it's depressing whether it's happy whether it's to 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 show love or give love um it it, it always under under uh, basically basically underlines that whole like objective of whatever mm-hmm. it's trying to get across right. and it's it's one of the other wonderful aspects of this show for sure um but yeah, this episode was it was so, but yeah, so goddamn beautiful. But I I love how the mood changes from these songs each time. Like you know how like episode two before their dance, like he mm-hmm. Bochan sent his like depressing song, like mm-hmm. like how lonely. But like it, it each on like, it, it seems like a little more happier, and then you see him sing again. Mm-hmm. Like he has, he hasn't sang a song since like you know the depressing phase, and then his little perfect phase with uh. Kef and Alice potentially showering together for that 30-second little show tune. Mm-hmm. To like actually something genuine with Alice with the owl and the pussycat. <laughs> yeah, man. And then the end of the episode basically is what you said, how Alice is like, all right, I'm going to go back to my home. You don't have to walk me over. And Butch yeah, like, no, I want to like, be a gentleman. And then she's talking about like how she has, yeah, like she's like, I, we really cannot be together. Like it's all for yeah. the situation win. But after, like, I can't because, again, like I'm just a maid. I yeah. can't be anymore. Yeah, I mean, I felt that too because you know, from my perspective, being in, I've been in a situation of forbidden love too before, and um, to knowing like li- I love you with everything I have, but this can't work out because of the circumstances, um, right. and it'll never work out no matter how hard we want it to happen. Um, it, it's a very powerful moment, and it happens quite frequently. As much as you wouldn't think it does, depending on scenarios, and it shouldn't depending on scenarios, but it does happen. And it, just to capture that in this episode was was really wonderful. And now puts question on how, like, what's going to happen now with this with this couple. Like, you know, there will be another season, I think, because they haven't gotten anywhere close to trying to break this curse. So, yeah, and, that, and the manga's still going. So. And the manga's still going. So there has. To, I pray. There's another season that, that just gets picked up for a season two because it, it's fucking it's beautiful. It it's truly beautiful. It's the by far the ship of the season, by far best boy and girl, as far as I'm concerned. And that that that's still debatable, but they're definitely there. <laughs> I mean, well, with a genuine type per, uh, that you want as, as an out of a character like this genuine wholesome. Yeah, thing. I'm saying best boy and girl yes. in terms of relationship stuff. Like, oh I yeah, get no, no. No, this is that. Yeah, this this is definitely best chef for sure. Yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying because best boy and girl can be basically it can mean multiple things. So in the yeah, case I, of, I, 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 I wouldn't say I wouldn't say I wouldn't say individual characters, but as, as a couple. Yeah, 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 yeah. As in terms of like relationship stuff, it's they're best boy and girl. In terms oh, yeah, of 100%. yeah, yeah. In terms of you know overall characters, they're great, but uh, you're right, it could be questionable. But they're yeah. up there. They're in the conversation of best boy and girl. They have to be in that in that top five of best boy best, and girl. Especially, especially in this season. There's definitely... <laughs> they have to be for this season, for sure. But yeah, dude, it was very powerful. Like I said, I shed a couple tears watching that fucking duet that they that they sung. It was beautiful. Seeing Rob's like reenactment like of his memory and stuff as the old man, you know, sitting fucking sitting there with his cigarette, reminiscing on the two children that he's basically helped raise. Um, seeing how he took out Al- she took he took Alice from that like abusive home that she was in with her on after her mother passed away and gave her new yeah. purpose with Bochan. He basically, as much as he said, like, you know, their their realities are on fate. Um, just how he helped usher that fate is is very, very telling, very powerful. And it it was the episode of the of the week, as far as I'm concerned. I agree with you. Yeah. All right. Uh closing thoughts for the week before we give our recommendations and sign off. Um, 
man, the season is is coming to a close very fast. Like two to three weeks left. Two to three weeks left, and then we get like maybe a, a week break, and then man, as we'll go over it at some point. Well, yeah. God damn, dude. We'll, we'll 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 do it how we did last time, but we will see. They they will take a week off of of talking about yeah uh, the fall season to make sure everything airs. Yeah, we'll go over our reviews of everything for the for the for the summer season, and then we'll do a whole episode of previews, and then we'll go into awards. What we're watching this uh, next season, well, we can't mention at least for the fall season that um, we're gonna be watching a lot of the same shit together. Um, as far as we can tell right now, like a majority of the of the animes, I think that we'll be watching will probably be together. Um, as far we'll as get, we'll probably get one or two individually, but these yeah, actually might, these actually might make the episode. yeah. We're all gonna be watching them together. Um, and we as we as I don't know if we've mentioned it or not, we might have, but we have some news at the end of the season in terms of how we're gonna do the show. Um, to make things a little bit easier and make things maybe a little bit more interactive with the people that do listen. Um, so um, it'll be extra work yeah, for Sean. And, yeah, all right, and, Sean. Pretty, and pretty much. And pretty <laughs> Much, and pretty much what the special was as a practice. Yeah, the special, that is a good point. So I, I should go on that. But yeah, dude, um, we'll keep you guys abreast to that as the season draws to a close. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what's next. Um, remake, like I said, I always look forward to remake the most because the story, to me by far, is the most compelling story of the season. Um, it, it's that's why I look forward to that the most. I'm so curious to know where this is going to go. Um, right. Aquatope, because it's got a long period of time, like, you know, I'm not as excited, but it doesn't mean that I'm not looking forward to it. I always look forward to Aquatope. I always look forward to Slime because Slime is fucking amazing as it's closing out. Um, I'm also curious to see what's going to happen with Revengers come Saturday um, in terms of how they're going to follow up on the events of, of Bloody Halloween and, and the end now that, you know, Mikey has doesn't have as cold of a heart anymore because he forgave uh, uh, Kazutora and didn't kill him. So, um, yeah, dude. I mean, there's other things as well, but those are my main points. All right. Uh, for our recommendation for the week, we're going to do harem type animes. <laughs> <laughs> well, after Girlfriend Girlfriend, I feel like it's kind of, it's kind of thin. <laughs> God damn, dude. Um, right. I gotta I'll go, go first. Place. Yeah, you yeah, go first. All right. so I gotta I'll, I'll go with Sora no Otoshimano or Heaven's Lost Property. It, it, it I'll be I'll be honest. It is cringy, especially with uh, Tomoki, the uh, mm-hmm. main protagonist. Mm-hmm. But I, I love the Angeloid, Icaros, Nymph. They're fun mm-hmm. characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a, it's just a regular high school type thing. That's with mm-hmm. like Angeloid type of thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's cute. Uh, it's definitely memorable mm-hmm. for what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure people have seen it. You could fi- I'm pretty sure you can find it on Netflix. It's on Funimation. Mm-hmm. There's a dub sub, whatever. Um, again, it's just simple, cute stuff. Really can't mm-hmm. go with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go with an etchy harem. I'm gonna go with uh. Oh, Shimane- this, is it. This, this is it. This one's etchy too. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Shimanetta. Shimanetta. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with fucking Shimanetta. Um. If you want, first off, don't watch this around kids. What the fuck, soever. Second off, don't watch this around your parents, whatsoever. Third off, hopefully you don't have a prude ass wife or husband when you watch this show, or other significant other, whatever you want to claim, whatever pronoun you want. Hopefully they're not a prude and a stick up the ass, unless you like stick up your ass and whatever. Uh, but in any case, um, yeah, dude, it's super etchy, super super fucking etchy. Um, but, uh, the, the, the harems interactions are, are great. I, I'd recommend that one. And I'd also recommend another etchy one, Peter Grill, not as great in terms of story, but 
fucking hilarious in terms of etchy fucking comedy. My my friend recommended that to me. Peter Grill. It's yeah. short. So Peter Grill is short. The episodes are only thirteen episodes. I'm sorry, thirteen minutes an episode. So it's 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 pretty short. It's like I said, the story sucks, but it is cringely hilarious. Fucking hilarious. Each one is like, oh no, oh no. Instead of like, if you were to watch like a Rent a Girlfriend and be like, oh no, oh what the fuck, no, oh, it's not like that. It's cringes. So, um, but yeah, we we'll go with Shimonetta or Peter Girl. All right, very good. Well, folks, uh, we talked our cake, we ate our cake, and now we are full of cake. You so can follow me on Twitter at DavyPhoenix12. Uh, you get to follow by crazy nonsense there. There's the anime wrestling. We also want to thank uh, W2M Network for hosting us on Spotify, and mm-hmm. thanks Sean for being our editor mm-hmm. for this and dealing with our bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Apple Music. Don't forget Apple. I'm sorry, Apple Podcasts. Don't forget Apple. Oh, Podcasts. I will, I'll, I'll, that's with the chair shots. Uh, well, it's for with both. It's for both. Oh, it is. Okay. Okay. It's on both. Okay. I thought it was just Spotify. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we also want to thank Chair Shot Radio for having us on uh, Amazon. Of course, on both of them, we're on Apple Music. Uh, mm-hmm. We're we're on iHeartRadio. If you don't have a, su- a subscription, they don't want to pay for it. iHeartRadio is free. And uh, even your plugs. Um, yeah, you can follow me at on Twitter at s h o s t o p p a two four. You can follow me on um, uh, analyst.co at s h o s t o p p a two four nine. You can follow me on Instagram. Um, I have my anime Instagram ai underscore anime twenty four. I have my podcast Instagram podcast dot senpai. You can follow us as a podcast on uh on uh talk the keki it's at talk the keki t-a-l-k-t-h-e-k-e-k-i you can follow us on there um if you go to any of my personal instagrams um my anime one or my podcast one there's a link tree you can find me at all my other resources um shout out to mma for marks with my boy andy where we talk about mma shout out to the orlando tragics podcast and my boy b ronan where if you really want to hear me unfiltered and uncensored you can listen to me there talk some shit um and yeah, I think that's all I got. Also, shout out to our group, Talk the Talk the Cake Anime. Um, follow us on Facebook. Um, look up Talk the Cake. Um, let us know that you heard us on the group and add us up. Matthew and I are admins of the group, so we will be happy to accept you. And you can be part of our little family, our not-so-little family, I guess, but over 530 members. But in any case, um, please reach out to us. Please add us. Please, you know, interact with us. We, we, we want you guys to interact with us. We want to have these conversations with you. We appreciate you guys. Appreciate you listening to our fucking shenanigans and tomfoolery. And we, as just as much as we appreciate doing the shenanigans and tomfoolery for you guys. Right. Uh, all right. Until next time. Arigato and Ata Ofaku and Sayonara. Sayonara, Minasan! <sighs> when I'm driving in my Lincoln, the pressure begins to instantly evaporate. Experience the power of sanctuary at Lincoln.com. That's L I N C O L N.com. After a long wait, it's finally time to get the family back together again. And nature is just a short drive away. Verbo has thousands of private vacation homes where you can be miles away from everything but get closer to the ones you love. So whether it's a lake house with a grill, a cabin with a hot tub, or a chalet with a foyer, Verbo has the perfect place for your family reunion. Download the Verbo app. The time for getting back together is now. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.